Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Smart Wrestling Fan, the longest-running weekly episodic pro wrestling podcast in history, episode number 887. I'm Joe Negron, along with Humnamahama. Hello. Hey there, Joe. How's it going? Hey there, Humnamahama. That's a nice shade. Now, you. Oh, that's it. We're so close to a magical number. What's going to happen? Something magical will happen on episode 888, I promise. How's that? Okay. Do you promise Larry will come back to watch Raw instead of me? Well, that was what it was, but now you meant the wish won't come true because you said it out loud. (laughs) I take it back. You just ruined it. it So now he's not coming back. Good job. Come back, Larry, please. Uh, I'll start making a list of gifts for Larry that I can give him if he comes Raw back. Raw was, yes, Raw was not the worst ever. It was just such, like, a bloated three hours. If you would have cut that down, to, like, right in half and not doubled it, it would have been decent. But too long. Didn't Raw. Remember that? Very long. Yeah. Too um, long, didn't Raw. Oh. Uh, yep. Yeah. I, I make the product, and then the audience just... There's no way for them to find it. This is the world I, I we like live the in. Product. Isn't that sad? That is sad. That's a very sad. I situation. was I was bucking for a guest appearance on that show, but I, it never happened. That would have been so fun. That would have been great. Yeah, yeah. drop the elbow on on uh, <laughs> Dominic. <laughs> you know how they make a small Dominic now, a little like when he was. Is it true, Poppy? That version. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was a joke Um, that they made him, but it's real. Yeah, yeah, no, it's there. Pretty unbelievable. (laughs) So, I I have I have some ideas. So maybe we could still do okay the resurrection of TLDR. So we'll see. But um, that'd be fun. Yeah. But welcome everyone to the program. We uh, had a pay per view this weekend, so we have lots to talk about and all the normal stuff and your news and all the things. Uh, So we got what like five shows to cover on this one episode. So. Um, this is this is going to take a little bit of time to do, uh, but we will do it, and it'll be uh, fun. It's, We're using a a new, we've got some new tech going here. Can't say what it is, but trying some new experimental technology here for the uh, right. call-ins. So we'll see how it works. Um, you sound a little bit clearer. You were really roboting out on the Super good. Junior show, so really bad. So. Oh no. Yeah. yeah, I can never tell when I robot out, and I just chalk it up to uh, the curse—the curse of the world heavyweight title. I think uh, that's what it is. Interfering it's with Kota Ibushi's yeah. fault. My, but speaking of Kota Ibushi, about it. Yeah, we yeah. did. We covered what? Thir- okay, so in the last week or so, we covered thirteen <sighs> episodes of New Japan Best of Super <laughs> Juniors. We covered. That's not possible. There's not so, enough days for that. I couldn't even believe it. It was real. We did that. In like the in like two weeks, we it was too ridiculous, but we did it. I'm looking at my notes here, and it says, yeah, thirteen. We covered thirteen New Japan's. We covered, what? yep, we did. You were there. Uh, we covered NXT uh, UK. We covered. Oh, and we did NXT UK with Holly here live in the studio. Yeah. But now she's like nine hours ahead or something because she is now residing in italy so yep italy and i think she already got pizza as soon as she got there it is quite a move but now um, you said that she said they have a disney somewhat close to her right i think think so something like that now okay 
It's like Disney so, France or something. <laughs> I can't make this stuff up. That's where they Mickey spits on you every time you walk by. Right? I think that's what it is. Yeah. So yeah, why? What about it? Yeah. I, I thought you were going to tell a story about uh, like um, overseas. No, I was just Disney. curious because oh. I know that she likes the Disney, and I was like, well, how is she going to get her fix? You know? Right. Well, you know, I think she likes the Disney. She went on the the, the boat, or she went Disney to the boat, place. Disneyland, yeah, Disney Place, yeah, Sesame Place, <laughs> Sesame Street, <laughs> Disney Street, Disney Drive, <laughs> the streets of Disney, Disney Drive. Um, yeah, so all, right. all those things, but. <laughs> It was great. So she came over on her last day here in the States oh, and we did a show nice. live and it was pretty fun. So that's up. And you had pizza. And we we had a pizza party. Yes. We had a nice. pizza party and watched NXT UK and it was really fun. Um, cool. Yep. And we did that and um, that's up right now on the Patreon. So that's up. Mm-hmm. The 13 nights of scooby-doo i mean super juniors are up on the patreon we spun the wheel again and with craig from australia and we reviewed nwa power so that's up um we spun the wheel again it landed on twitter's choice so one of these days soon i'm gonna put four different options up on twitter and we're gonna do a poll and we're gonna vote on what should we watch for the wheel so we'll do that good yeah. Does my nomination make the list or was it already on the wheel? I'm trying to remember what your nomination was. Oh, my nomination was stardom. Stardom. Right. I remember. Um, uh, I don't know yet because I haven't, I, okay. I was going to narrow it down to four things. I might just spin the wheel four times and just, you know, obviously if it says Twitter choice again, I'll just respin it, but I might just spin the wheel four times and just put those up, but I could put stardom on there. I think if we put stardom yeah. on there, we're like, you know, I think everyone would vote for that. So it's kind of a ringer, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Well, we've never had a, an official like full stardom show. Coming. No, we, we only watched those some matches. Yeah. The preview matches on uh, Wrestle Kingdom and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And those so, were great. Uh, great to have a full show. on. There. I agree. I think those are good. But if you want to get all that content plus more, um, if you want to get uh, get on the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash smart wrestling fan. And also, of course, um, we just did a, a retro, which was the uh, we're in the week of SummerSlam 1997, where Stone Cold gets his neck broken and all these oh, other crazy things happen that we totally forgot about. So that it, Nitro had its first three hour show. It was like the hundredth episode of Nitro. So all these special things happened all in the same week. It was a crazy week and we just did that retro. So subscribe to the $10 time machine on Patreon, get okay. that lost episodes and so much more. Plus you get all the other stuff you would get with getting smart wrestling fan extra or the $5 level on, level on Patreon. Yeah. So the point is get it, get it all. And you uh, will have fun. So do that. But we have a lot to cover. So we should probably well, do. Can I mention my yeah. two favorite things in the extra verse? And uh, these are kind of the un- unsung heroes. Go ahead. There in, the, in the verse of extra. Uh-huh. Uh, first one is, of course, smart movie fan. I absolutely love it. it. I love it. And I've I love doing way behind. it. Yeah. Uh, I think you're up to about 70 movies now. Um, Something like I'm, that. I've fallen behind. And I'm I'm on number twenty nine, which is the last Airbender. So, oh, you're that far to, behind. I'm pretty far behind. Yeah. Wow. Um, I just finished Black Dynamite and Maltese Falcon, and those were both really good reviews. Thanks. Uh, but now I'm trying to like get 
my bravery up to watch Last Airbender. That's a rough. That's a really rough movie, and my review is very harsh because that movie's really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so that will be coming up this week in in my personal life. I'll be watching that and listening to the review. That's amazing. Years ago. Um, and then my other unsung hero, of course, is Smart Bojack fan. That is just oh, so love it, fun. love Smart Bojack yeah. fan. We, um, I'm trying to uh, talk Larry to do more of those. So uh, we got to yeah. we we're we're gonna do every episode eventually. So right there you go. Right. It's just fun. It's fun to watch the episode, listen to the review, and then maybe watch the episode again. Uh, it's a pretty cool way to do that one. And those shows are so short that it's easy to watch them yeah. multiple times. So absolutely, very good, a lot of fun. Well, so that's you. my little sidetrack down the extra extra lane. Well, I like that that you had those things. Um, I just talked to uh, Octopus Mask, and we are working on trying to uh, knock out a bunch of Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo fans next month. So cool, um, cool. That way. We can release them every so often, but yeah, we're, and those go on the uh, ten dollar oh, time Cornet machine. Oh, and Cornet Blue, I haven't watched that yet either. I need and to. That's need to get also that ten dollar time machine. Cornet oh Blue, gosh. smart Cornet Blue fan. Just for the pilot alone, holy crap! But anyway, yeah. people need to. Yeah, there's a thank you for so reminding me of all these things. There's so much stuff on there, and there's right. so many just high quality things like smart Bandersnatch fan and stuff. There's so much great oh, yeah. stuff that I've done and just like it's put out of my mind because. It's over. I did it. But it is up there on Patreon. And uh, yeah, wow. They talk about um, creating content and creating many hours of content. I have been creating content for now. Um, Is it going to be going on 18 years this month? Yes, I think it is. So yes. Holy crap. Wow, That's right. We're in June, isn't it? Yep. It is. So we are. Almost happy at the birthday. We are at the happy. We are at the happy birthday. Frosty the snowman <laughs> or whatever that was. Um, yeah. That's I knew that's was. what you're referencing there. Good job. Um, but, I did um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh wow. We're going to have to have an anniversary episode this month too. So maybe 888 will make into a special show or something. So we'll see. It should be. It should we'll be see. special. Um, but we should do the news because we have a lot to cover. But thank you for that. It's nice time ad for there. the news. It is. The new woo-woo-woo-woos. And by the way, I did not forget about bringing uh, the music back just for you. So, Yay. Do it. I like music. I like the intros. And stuff. Those are fun. <laughs> I'll bring them back. Don't worry. I just want to be okay. just straight. The straight grit. The straight hardcore news but and information. But we can go back to the... the Got to bring the sizzle, right? Okay, so ratings. Yes. Let's start with that. Um, oh, and don't forget one more thing. Smart video game fan resurrection that is up. So if you like the smart video game fan, you can listen to that also on that. So anyway, $10 now that's with Holly with an M, right? Yeah. So it's not Holly. It's Molly. I don't understand right. why you think everybody's the same person. They're not. <laughs> I have voice blindness. Larry has face blindness. That's true. I have voice blindness. Yes. How about different, that? Different people. Voice Holly, deafness. Molly, different people. Uh, Molly Holly though in a wrestler. So Wait, oh, how did we not ever I don't know, we just never made the connection. I don't know, that's weird. But start the ratings. Last week's Monday Night Raw, as I predicted, I said I was almost positive that it would get their lowest rating of all time. It had yeah. 1.5 million viewers and was the second lowest rating of all time. Oh. So, one off. 1.5. Yeah, wow. not good. 
Um, it really dipped at certain times, but again, it was expected. It was a Memorial Day show, so that's you know you kind of have to just throw that number away. But it was also garbage. It so was it not a good raw either. Yeah, yeah, not good. Yeah. Uh, SmackDown Live, one point eight million viewers, so it's slightly up, but not a good show either. Uh, AW Dynamite, nine hundred sixty nine thousand viewers. That's up. AW Rampage, 475,000 viewers. That's way up. So they're back in their normal time slot. And uh, NXT, 534,000. That's down. So, Mm -hmm. and that was the go home show to the bad pay per view that was on Saturday that I did not watch. So I shouldn't even call it bad. The pay per view that I know nothing about except what I read. So I'm not going to review that or make fun of it because I didn't see it. So can't make fun of it. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. But fair enough. Now I remember back in the days when the ratings. You know, I'm listening to the old old retros, like the lost episode SWF archives. Yeah, then the ratings and were like, look, three million viewers, and it's like they no, can't even. You didn't even have millions. You're just saying it's like the rating, like the two. Oh, they would do like the, yes, it would get like a three point four and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah those that, days are long gone. Man. Those days are long gone. And if you look at the yeah, you you now would have to look at the. Um, like they'd get a point four nine or whatever. You'd have to look at the key demographics right. and stuff now. Um, yeah. Giving it a rating like that these days isn't even fair. So no, um, I just want to hear. Yeah. And I just want to hear, and most people do just how many people watch the show. That's it. So, right. That makes more sense. Yeah. So news time. Um, yes. If you didn't watch the pay-per-view, uh, Cody Rhodes is injured. Uh, tore his pec right off the bone, uh, his right pec, and he is scheduled to have surgery on Thursday. I don't know why on Raw they kept saying Wednesday, but it's Thursday. But what I don't know. WWE makes up stuff, I guess. But whatever. Yeah. Maybe they moved. Maybe he got it moved up to could be. Wednesday. Yeah. Maybe he's checking in on Wednesday, and the surgery is Thursday. That could be <laughs> whatever for whatever the reason. Uh, we'll talk about that in depth when we talk about the pay per view sure. and Raw because there's lots to say about that. Um, yeah. CM Punk is getting surgery soon too. He's not saying what kind. I don't know if it's on his a broken bone in his foot or his ankle, what the deal is. Um, but I do, or if it's his knee, I don't really know. No. Excuse me, but what, what we... Spec- we can only speculate because he was limping a lot. and so He was limping. It's definitely one of his legs. I just don't know exactly what. But um, we will talk about him in depth again because when we talk about... Um, dynamite because and rampage because he is not relinquishing the title. Keep that in mind. Not relinquishing right. the title. Unlike Jericho, who says he he did. I don't know why he said that, but anyway. Um, yeah. And a lot of other injury news. Um, we knew Jeff Hardy and Adam Cole were both injured. Um, but we don't know exactly what is wrong with them. But also Brian Danielson injured. He should be gone for a few weeks. So none of these guys have specific injuries that anybody's talking about, but they're pretty beat up. So I think this, this pay-per-view yeah. killed them, basically. <laughs> I think yeah, I'm not surprised anybody's not injured after that pay-per-view. Yeah. It's pretty insane. Yeah. And there's a lot of other news that we'll talk about during the, you know, they, they we'll talk about them organically as we describe the episodes um, because there's, there's so sure. much that happened this past week. Um, and the final bit of news, uh, you're talking about stardom. Well, New Japan and stardom are doing their first ever joint event that might, according to Tanahashi, might even have a mixed tag match in there. Um, November 20th. 
the event's going to happen. I'm not sure if it's on pay-per-view or it's something you can watch on New Japan World or Stardom Universe or whatever it's called. Um, no. So we'll see. I hope we don't have to buy tokens and turn That's the thing. If we do, guess what? Lights. We're just not going to be able to see it. So they need to, they need yeah. to make it a way that you could just click on a link and pay the whatever you know you can you can use paypal for example to pay for your whatever your new japan world i don't know why you can't just pay pay like pay 19 dollars and get the pay-per-view or whatever i don't understand why it's so difficult so but that's it i'm excited about that i like i liked a little bit of stardom that we've seen so far so i want to see more yeah that's very cool um so that's that and we should talk about wrestling and we have tons of emails and stuff so let's start with dynamite because that was the first show we watched this week oh boy (laughs) starting off with a bang here get it yeah dynamite i got it uh june one from the kia forum in los angeles california just what a couple blocks from your house i think i think Um, so no excalibur tony shivani and jim ross there they are we begin with CM Punk's music, and it plays, and out he comes. Here is CM Punk. Well, he's going to wrestle to start this show. Fantastic. Hmm. So he's on his way to the ring, and he does a dive, a stage dive into the crowd. Wow. He does. Don't hurt yourself there, Punk. No. We can't have you be injured. Uh, so this is going to be a trios match. This is CM Punk teaming up with FTR, wow. and they're going to fight against Max Caster and the Gun Club. Wow. Um, now, as... The Gun Club and Caster come to the ring. I'm really glad that they kept Anthony Bowen present, even though oh, he's, a he's so good. Yeah, yeah, he's good at this. Uh, of course, Jr. can't remember Cash Wheeler's name, no. and nobody else on the commentary table helps him. So no. that's kind of sad. Um, in the match, Punk tags in. He tries for a springboard clothesline, and then oh, he slips. He is he just this. It. Is this his worst match yeah. that you've ever seen? Because I think it might be. It's yeah. It's pretty bad. And he it's, knows it. He he says, yeah. I'm sorry, a few times to the crowd. Yeah. And of course, it's CM Punk. So nobody's going to forgive him for for botching anything. <laughs> um, um, but, you know, we get a GTS and followed that with uh, the big rig uh, for uh, one, two, three. Of course, Punk and FTR, they're going to win that match. Yeah. Now, he's he's been wearing that FTR shirt. Um, it's kind of like pink. It's Punk and FTR together. But yeah. Aren't FTR still... Kind of like with N- no, I don't, I don't think so. I think they just Did walked they away. That? I think they just walked okay. away silently. Right. All right. Punk grabs a microphone, and you can tell that this match still bothered him. It should have. It was not a good match. And he says, "Listen, you know, I'm going to get better. <laughs> My road to success is littered with lots of mistakes." So, uh, and then he sort of pumps himself up. He says, "Call me what you want, but you have to call me champ." And then he gives the microphone to Dax, and wow, Dax says, I've done a lot of drugs. Yeah, what the heck was that? He's like, my daughter's he here says, tonight, so I'm telling her I did a bunch of drugs. What? Right, like, okay. not the best time to, to admit that or, or to brag about that. Your wife and daughter are there. It, it was weird. Uh, and then Dax wants Finley to come out um, so that Dax can beat him up. Okay. That was super um, weird. Like, I understand he's trying to say, like, anybody who's from the other company or whatever, but why Finley yeah. specifically? Like, because he, he heard that a match was booked with him and, like, Adam Page. Like, why would he say that name? I, You know what? It might have been, uh, they might have been fighting on Twitter. I think it was that. Oh, okay. So never mind. It's hard to follow everybody on Twitter. It's it sure much. is. 
Punk then takes the microphone again and he brings up New Japan and he says, you know, he wants to know who he's going to be fighting at Forbidden Door. And we hear some music and out comes Hiroshi Tanahashi. So it was exactly who I thought. That was a nice crossover moment. Yeah, Um, that's good. He's kind of one of the legendary ambassadors who are still fighting, uh, still wrestling actively in New Japan. So that's that's a good choice. Yep. And I mean. And now Who it's not going to happen. Everybody I know. But the problem yeah. is we don't, we haven't seen at this point, we haven't seen rampage yet. So we don't know the yeah. future. And now, right. even though they just booked CM Punk versus Tanahashi for forbidden door, the match is now canceled. Yeah, it's, well, we'll get into that. It's, it's going to be sure will. quite uh, clustery. It if is. you listen to us on more than you heard a, a bit of what's happening there, Ooh, it is a mess. It's hard for us to even explain. It sure is. Uh, now we learn that uh, Johnny Elite has signed an open contract to fight anyone <laughs> in AD, AEW. So we'll see what happens with that. Guess who freaking spoiled it on on Twitter? Um, Jr. No, he doesn't use Twitter. Lana. Lana. Oh god, idiot. Great. Why would she do that? Why would anyone follow her? I don't know. Okay, next up. Uh Uh-oh, here we go, Joe. Next up is MJF. Oh, boy. His music plays, and is he going to show up? I thought he flew to New Jersey. No, there he is. He's coming out to the ring, and he looks really angry, of course. And boy, does he say a lot of things, so I'm just going to do the bullets. Yeah. He says he's in a lot of pain after Sunday, and tonight it's Max Friedman talking, not MJF. Then he says, hey, the bigwigs from Warner Brothers and Discovery are in attendance, so it would be a shame if something bad were to happen. And he doesn't want to embarrass Tony Khan. Hmm. Then he tells us that Tony has been trying to hash things out with him, but guess what? It's too little too late because he was never a part of All Friends Wrestling. and Everything he did, he had to make himself, and he did. He made everything he did gold. And now everyone else is expected to only be great, but MJF has to be perfect because... He's only 26, and yet he's carried AEW on his back for months. Then he gets really mad, and he says, To all the boys in the back, guess what? You can have my spot because I don't even want to be here anymore. And all the fans are uneducated marks, and they don't know poop. And he starts to cuss. And he says, All the boys in the back are untrained. Um, They're no good because they're not trained well. They're no good because they pretend to watch New Japan. And And they dump their opponents on their heads. And all they do is chase star ratings in their matches. So he's getting pretty ugly here. MJF, he says that he's the only, he's the best because he's the only guy that makes the fans really feel something. I thought you hated the fans, so, oh, well. And then he says Tony Khan takes him for granted. And MJF is the second biggest minute-for-minute draw in the company. Yeah. Uh, but Tony hoards all his money so that he can pay the ex-WWE guys that he keeps bringing in. Yikes. And MJF says, well, would I get more respect if I was an ex-WWE guy? And now the crowd's really cheering for him because they kind of agree with this. He says, you know, Tony, you shouldn't be the president of the company. You should be in the crowd with all the marks. Uh, He says he he doesn't want to wait till 2024. He wants Tony to fire him now. And then I guess the guy on the floor is trying to wrap him up. And he tells the guy on the floor that, you know, he's a piece of poop. uh, So don't count me down to the commercial. Then he says he wants Tony to fire him. He says it again. Then he calls Tony an effing Mark, which isn't censored at all. Um, well, that's because you watched the you watched the Canadian one or whatever. In in the American one, it was censored. 
Oh, they did? Okay. Yeah. I, um, I have a feed that was, I think yeah. I had the, the Fight TV feed. Yes, that's it. Um, uh, so then, yeah, his microphone finally gets cut out and we go to commercials. So they yeah. did so, censor that in America. So let me tell you something right now. Do it. After this, they decided it would be good to remove MJF from all everything. So they removed him from the website. They removed him from any upcoming videos. Anytime there's a clip with him in it, they're going to put someone else in it. Okay. What so about anytime, merch? anytime they can, I don't know about that yet. I didn't look. The point is this. Whatever they're planning here, stop. Stop right now. Okay? The last thing you want... I've been watching wrestling since the 1980s. Okay? Yeah. 40 plus years of watching wrestling. You do not want... Once the crowd started chanting and cheering for MJF, he is the face. Tony Khan's the heel. AEW's the heel. That's where it's headed. This is bad. Do not do this. This is a mistake. Calling the owner of the company a mark is a mistake. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Don't do it. And if Tony Khan is listening, TK, stop. <laughs> just just do yeah. a different. Remember when TK, remember Brandy and she was voodoo. And then you were like, no, this isn't working. Let's kill this. And they killed it. You killed it. I don't know who killed it off. The point is, do that. Do that right now. With this MJF stuff, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's heading in a direction that I don't think you want it to go. Nope. Uh, I mean, all the fans, uh, a great deal of the fans, loved this. Thought this was you know, oh, one big, of, the best of course they did. But it's not good for AEW or Tony Khan. We don't want Tony Khan to be an on-screen character. We don't want. That. And if it's, it's not, not just about be being, a, it's not about being a heel character. It's about people. Giving, getting the perception that he is just a mark. He is just a nerd. He is just a whatever. Just yeah. stop this right now. Kill it off. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. MJF is not on the shop AEW page. Okay. So they he's really not did in the active area and he's not in the alumni area. The alumni area only has Cody and Brandy. Okay. All right. So yeah, they removed him from there. You can't buy his merch on yeah. AEW. Yeah, whatever this is, stop. Okay, that's my yeah. rant. It's over. And you know, it's it, it's they're not going to let him do this unless he's you know signed the deal, you know, extended the contract and all that, right? They're not going to uh, let him go on. And do you think? I don't know. We thought that maybe the pay per view killed off his character at least temporarily. Now yeah. this might have. Now. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Someone else must have told Tony, no, please don't do this. This will not end well. I'm hoping yeah, someone I, did. You mean after he did this? or Yeah, after, after. Okay. Because, yeah, why would they let him go up there with a microphone and say all those things if he was just going to be gone? Correct. I don't. That doesn't make sense because now like, he's got I'm, momentum wherever he goes next. Right. <sighs> well, whatever it is, here comes the Lana spoiler. Yeah. Right. So... You know, we come back from commercial and the commentary team just ignores everything that happened. Nobody mentions MJ. They do. And it's exactly how you would react if you were trying to make this as real as possible. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, Instead, they talk about Tanahashi, (laughs) like they've been instructed not to talk about MJF. And in that case, that's a good move. Mm -hmm. Um, So here we go. Match number two of the night. This is an open contract challenge match from uh, poor Johnny Elite. 
And uh, his record is one and one because he did beat Mark Quinn on AEW Dark. <laughs> yeah. So good job with that. And here comes his opponent. Yep. It's Miro. Thanks, Lana. There we go. Thanks. Uh, we get a really good pre-recorded promo before that. It's very funny. Um, I love he talks about his neck of sand yeah. being fixed. <laughs> yes, he says <laughs> his neck of sand is fixed, but his heart is broken. <laughs> uh, he says he no longer wishes to come home. Uh, the Redeemer is back, flawless. Um, it's it's a good promo. I love yeah. it. Now, the commentary team is complimenting Miro. And during this, dumb old JR says, and he married well. Oh, why would you say that? That's gross, JR. Stop. And it's probably not true. Anyway, Miro <laughs> dominates before the com- the commercial. Uh, Johnny gets control after the commercial. Johnny does a flip off the top rope, but Miro just rolls into it. <laughs> uh, and Johnny lands on his on him feet first. That was, was kind of a botch. Like, was he supposed was, to miss, right? He was supposed to miss. Yeah, yeah. that was stupid. Yeah. Uh, then they fight a little more game over from Miro and Johnny taps out. Yeah. So poor Johnny, your challenges aren't going so well. Yeah. Um, now we get a double or nothing video recap, uh, focusing on the anarchy and the arena match. Um, and then Jericho appreciation society is about to come out, but uh, this time it's Tony Schiavone that talks over the Matt Menard intro part. That yeah. I so For over 12 weeks. I love that. I do too. This is funny. Just get rid of it if you're not going to let them say it. Just get rid of it because it makes me mad. All you have to do on commentary is just shut up for a few seconds. Lay out for 10 seconds, right. Please. Out comes Jericho, Menard, Angelo, and Jake. And Daniel Garcia's got a match later on against Mox, so he's not here. Uh, The crowd starts singing Judas, and then Jericho cuts it out before the chorus. I like that. Which is awesome. I do, too. That way, some of the crowds can get it, and some don't get it, and some get half of it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it makes the crowd look like dorks because they want to sing the song, and Mm -hmm. Jericho just has power over them. So good job. Angelo says, (laughs) AEW Galaxy, appreciate us. (laughs) So making fun of Roman Reigns there, I think. Exactly that. Um, Of course, because they're sports entertainers. So that's what they should do. Um, Jericho is angry at Eddie Kingston because Eddie tried to light Jericho on fire. And Jericho says, (laughs) what kind of man tries to burn another man? Very funny. (laughs) It's pretty funny. So and uh, he also says that sports entertainers always beat pro wrestlers. So good stuff. I like I wasn't so sure about how this was going to go, but I'm, I'm starting to grow on me a little That's bit. That's good. The JAS. Um, out comes Eddie Kingston and William Regal. Kingston says he wants to wrestle Jericho in a blood and guts match. Oh, we've seen that before. Um, and Jericho says, no, I'm not doing that. So Eddie charges the ring and he gets jumped by all the other JAS guys. But Ortiz sneaks up on Jericho in the ring and just whacks him with the mad ball. Uh, and then Ortiz pulls out some scissors. And he cuts a little lock of Jericho's hair off the top of his head. And uh, at this point, Ortiz and Eddie, they run back up the ramp with, with the little piece of hair. And Jericho is now incensed. So he agrees to the blood and guts match with Eddie. But before that, he says he wants Ortiz in a hair versus hair match. Hmm. Okay. So that's going to happen. Someone's going to get their hair chopped off. Well, who now, who do you think it is, though? I would say I mean, Jericho's always reinventing himself. And is he going to go on 
tour with Fozzie again sometime soon. I don't know. I don't know. That's, he's not averse to doing it. I mean, he would do it. He would so, do it. I, I wonder if, but it just seems to me like it'll be Ortiz. But if Jericho, yeah. if he re, if he watched that match from the pay-per-view, oh my God, I've never noticed his gigantic bald spot before. Oh, so maybe he's just it. giving up on the hair. Maybe okay. he saw that and was I, like, oh, I did <laughs> yeah, I did that 10 years ago so I can relate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was like, oh, because so, I, I didn't know he even had it. So maybe it's time. Mm-hmm. He's he's old. Well, he's in his 50s. I mean, <laughs> he's not anymore. that old. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's old. I don't know. What's the age of Milan Jericho? 52. I just said he was in his 50s, and you said he wasn't that old. I'm saying that's not that old. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Hmm. Are you looking? Yeah. he's. I'm looking. Uh, he's 51. Good job. Okay. Thanks. Good job. Birthday is in November. Okay. So you're within a year. So he's he's this um, year. He's 52, though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Okay. We go to commercial now. And when we come back, we're going to get a video recap of Double or Nothing again. This time... Uh, we see Samoa Joe getting jumped backstage by Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and uh, I forgot his name, so I just say Probo Pass. Aw, uh, Satnam Singh. Satnam Singh. Okay, there we go. Satnam Singh. Now they injure his left shoulder backstage, so poor Joe is hurt. How long? Match number three. Real quick before yeah. um, Satnam Singh. Was it Larry that said he'd be dancing and singing soon? Um, yeah, how long before he's that. platinum satinum and he's with, uh, the acclaimed <laughs> Max caster. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> platinum max and platinum satinum. He's wearing a bat. He will wear a backwards or sideways baseball cap and wear a gold chain and cross his arms and go, yo, yo, yo. Yeah. I'm guessing that's it. Aren't they doing that with Shanky? Yes, they are. Well, we'll talk about that today. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if we I need mean, that. not the rapping part, but the no, dancing part. Too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. We'll see. All right. Match number three. Oh, my goodness. This is a 10 man tag team match. Hold your breath for this one. Crazy this match. This is going to be the Young Bucks with Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish and Hikaleo. <gasps> hey, who's that guy? Hikaleo's here. The younger yeah. brother of the Gorillas of Destiny, yeah. uh, uh, Tamatanga and Tongaloa. And what, the son of Tama, uh, of Haku, I mean. Yes. So there you go. Uh, and they're going to fight against Jurassic Express, Matt Hardy, Christian, and Darby Allen. Yep. So this was the match where it was supposed to be Adam Cole and also uh, Jeff Hardy. That right. So Darby and Hickley are the replacements, correct? Yeah. Adam Cole goes to commentary, and Jeff is here too. He's on, uh, he's in the corner. Uh, now, during the pay-per-view, I kind of speculated that Jeff was drunk or on drugs or something. Uh, the news that came out since then was that he got conked in the head at the beginning of that match during the pay-per-view. Yeah, so I mean, he he's basically, and he's broken, basically, and not in yeah. the in the Hardy's normal broken way, but in the way right. of his body is shot. So, I mean, of course not it really is. Look at his career. I know. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of action in this match, and... It's impossible to cover it all. They also don't have the greatest timed camera switches either. Uh, so we miss a lot of things. Yes, we do. Um, 
JR says, wow, Hikaleo must be 6'6 or 6'7. And Excalibur goes, uh, no, he's 6'10. Yeah. So good job, JR. Way yeah. to undersell him. Well, Nick yeah, Jackson he, is. I don't know. He's maybe he's thinking in WWE terms, but then he should oh, say yeah. he's 7'5 <laughs> or something. But Right. Uh, Nick Jackson is clean shaven now. Uh, he spits out his gum at Luchasaurus, but it goes over Lucha's head and mm-hmm. lands on somebody in the front row, and that's pretty gross. Um, Hikaleo at one point falls over the top rope and lands on his head, and that looked bad. Oh, yeah, that was but, sad. That was, wow, yeah, that kid. He's pretty lucky he didn't get pretty badly hurt yep. from that. Um, but it ends when we get a Meltzer driver to Jungle Boy, one, two, three, uh, the Super Elite win. So I guess... My question is why now I guess it's going to be young bucks against Jurassic express for the titles. Then why did the Hardys beat the young bucks? I don't know. It's weird. That was weird booking. Um, maybe the young bucks didn't want to be put over the Hardys. I don't know. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. I thought it was so that everybody could be in the title picture, but it seems like the Hardys are just getting pushed further and further away. So I don't, I don't, I don't have a clue. Yeah. I don't know. Now we're going to go backstage and we're going to see Swerve and Keith Lee. Uh, this was just horrible and awkward. I didn't understand this. Swerve introduces a bunch of guys I've never even heard of. Yeah, he's like, look, are. it's Hollywood. Hollywood. Look at all these Hollywoods. And I'm like, who? Yep. Yeah. Swerve compares themselves to some basketball players, which yeah. also most people say, who cares? That was just a dumb promo. Get that out of here. Yeah, it um, was not focused at all. Yep. No, yeah, it was yeah, it was rushed too. Uh, now we got Tony Schiavone on the stage, and he introduces Athena, and he yeah. welcomes her to AEW. Good. She says she's here because the top tier women's division is here in AEW, and well, she's not wrong. Uh, she wants to challenge Jade Cargill for the TBS title. So here comes Jade. She comes out with her baddies. And Jade says, let me introduce the best talker in the game. <laughs> but then she doesn't do it. And she just hands no. the microphone to Stokely Hathaway. Yeah, so. uh, Jade says, Athena is not getting any title shot today. And then out comes Anna Jay and Chris Statlander. And that was just another dumb promo that didn't make any sense. To yeah, me. it's like, here's going to be a six-woman tag one day. Okay. I don't want that. All right, another commercial. So, so far, over two with their backstage stuff. I didn't like either one of those. Mm. We come back and it's match number four. It's going to be Wardlow versus, oh no, J.D. Drake. Or you call him Farm Anderson, I think, right? Oh, yes. And J.D. Drake is already in the ring, so he gets no love. Wardlow has music now and he comes to the ring like he's Goldberg. So, okay. He sure is. And Wardlow. Wardlow is also ranked number one. I didn't know if you caught that, but there it is. Well, he's ranked number one until this show's over. And even though he wins and someone else wins, someone else becomes the number one contender. And I'll tell you who. He gets gets leapfrogged. That's me. Yeah. We'll tell you who on Rampage. (laughs) Okay. Uh, uh, Two power bombs. Wardlow wins. No surprise there. Now, Tony, after the match, he interviews Wardlow in the ring and he's interrupted by smart Mark Sterling and a bunch of security guys. Now, they're going to serve Wardlow with a lawsuit. Why, you say? Because Wardlow beats up security guys. <laughs> Class action lawsuit against right. Wardlow right. by security companies. It's amazing. Right. Yes. And so what happens? Wardlow beats up another security guy. 
And, and then, I love it because smart. You can hear smart Mark Sterling yell, "No, he has a family." It's that was part was funny, and then of course the classic ripping up a contract, which does not invalidate any contract right. ever on this earth, but they always do it on TV. Right. This isn't even a contract. This is a summons or or something like that. So right that that job or, or what? Yeah, whatever it is that does still doesn't make it yeah. invalid. Yes, what, not a contract, yeah. but yeah, whatever the paperwork it, is doesn't yeah. make it go away. Um. Right. And what was Chandler talking about? He's like, yeah, that that Wardlow just bowl bowl he bowled six uh, perfect bowling games. What? Just, just what does that have Jared. to do with anything? I don't know because he knocks people down. I guess I don't know. Is that you what know, he meant? I think he just meant I don't even know. That's <laughs> stupid. With Jr., you can never tell. Can That's never true. Tell. Maybe he did mean the security guys. His barbecue levels were getting low and he started getting loopy, maybe. I think I so. Know. All right, backstage. Oh, no, another backstage segment. I hope this is better. This time it's with Scorpio Sky, uh, Ethan, and Dan Lambert. Yeah. And they trash Dante Martin. And so Dante walks in because he was just happening to be walking by, I suppose. And we learn that Dante is not good at talking yet. Oh. He says, I think that I am better than you right now without any inflection. Um, it's horrible. Poor kid. But he can fix that. You can fix that, Dante. Just get some lessons or something. Mm-hmm. Match number five. So now we're <laughs> 0 for 3 in backstage uh, segments, uh, according to my watch. Uh, match number five. Oh, goody. It's a women's tag team match. And it's going to be Britt Baker tagging with Jamie Hayter versus Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. Okay. Oof. Destination unknown to Britt Baker. <laughs> Ruby covers one, two, three. Ruby and Tony win. Jamie Hayter's really good. Okay. Sure. Then after the match, Jamie Hayter knocks out Ruby and Tony with the Owen belt. And that's the end of that. Yep. Enough <laughs> said. Let's go to commercial. And then when we come back, we're going to get match number six. This is the main event. This is Daniel Garcia versus John Moxley. And we're in for a treat because Regal and Jericho are on commentary. Yeah. Oh, look in the crowd. Two relevant people, Vince Vaughn and Macaulay Culkin. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> now, in the match, uh, during the match, Garcia headbutts Moxley and punches Moxley in the top of the head. And now Moxley's bleeding again because mm-hmm. his stitches haven't healed. Yep. Um, if you are watching during the picture in picture and you see that Moxley's face and head are gushing in blood. That's gross. And then also Garcia bites the wound and wipes Moxley's blood all over his own face and tongue. The crowd chants, you sick F. So all that good stuff happened during the commercial for those of you who missed it. Wow. I'm here for you. (laughs) Then Moxley does that suplex move where he throws you forward instead of flipping you backwards. That's an X-plex. What's it called? It's called the X-plex. X-plex. Good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I like that move. He does that. Only this time, Moxley lands, or I'm sorry, not Moxley, Garcia, he lands like shoulder first on the ring steps from that. That didn't yeah. look good. Uh, now Garcia steals a move from the Blackpool Combat Club, and he uses the hammer and anvil elbows Ooh. onto Mox, but then Mox reverses it and uses that right back on Garcia. Uh, we get a pile driver to Mox for a two count, and now we've gone beyond the two-hour mark. So that sucks for all of you who are recording on your VCRs. Yep. <laughs> Both men go flying over the timekeeper's table, 
and Jericho goes to ringside, and Eddie Kingston follows Jericho to ringside, and they start brawling it out. And while that's happening, if you look in the corner of the screen, you can see Moxley doing a paradigm shift, <laughs> and he puts Garcia in the bulldog choke, and Garcia doesn't tap out. He passes out, and this yeah. match is over. Moxley wins. Really good match. Yeah. Moxley gets on the mic afterward, and he says, Hey, Eddie, you're, you're tough to love. <laughs> um, but then he says, you know, sign me up for blood and guts it's going to happen june 29th and then the hair versus hair match is going to happen on july i'm sorry june 15th even though yeah. the graphic said july 15th oh did it really um, say that wow it did yeah <laughs> they fixed it the next day for rampage but wow i gotta i saw it july 15th. I'm like, oh, wait geez. a minute why would they do hair versus hair after blood and right. guts? that doesn't make sense that's fine and then july 15th was like a thursday so that also didn't make sense how weird um uh, looking back at the show, I think AEW needs to get better at their interview segments and backstage stuff because those are just horrendous right now. The wrestling is fantastic. The stories are great. But all that backstage stuff is really rushed and disorganized and bad. Yes. And that's your AEW, Dynamite. Okay. Well, I have an email about uh, – general email about Kyle O'Reilly. It's from the Stocky Gentleman. It says, um, was watching Dynamite with my four-year-old daughter, and she asked me, why does Kyle O'Reilly have circles on his back? So I explained. <laughs> and then Kyle turned around and there was a close-up of his face. And my daughter froze and whispered to herself, he's so sad. <laughs> Hashtag O'Reilly face. Love the show. Oh, Thank you. But yes, he does the, the thing Kenny Omega does, the fake and the Eugene Nagata, the fake cupping thing. And it's like, right. no, no, but it really works. There's no, There's zero signs behind it. Some people say it's supposed right. to draw out toxins. It's an impossible thing. It goes back hundreds yeah. or thousands of years or whatever. But the point is, like, like yes, it's like leeches, right? And it's like, no, it doesn't do anything. But can it help you mentally? Some people think they say they feel better after it. Great. But sure. you're wasting your money. But whatever. If it makes you feel better, that's yeah, nice. If it makes you feel better, you know, meditate, pray, do all the things that make you feel better and good on you. No. Um. Ooh, this is weird. So this is a weird audio message after Dynamite. So Uh-oh. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it. So I'm going to play I it. I hope though. so. I want to hear it. Well, I don't okay. know because we have a weird new sound setup. So I'm not sure if you can hear this. So I'm going to play it and then I'll have to explain it to right. you. Hello, okay. amazing smart wrestling friends, hosts, and also Larry. What? I am a famous wrestler, so I cannot use my real voice. But I just wanted to say scissor me daddy ass. <gasps> My God. <laughs> so I assume you heard that. I wow. Hear that. Wow. Okay. Thanks, Bowen. I can't say anything else. I can't say anything about that. That's uncensored. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Wow. All okay. Right. Fair enough. Well, it sure is something. Uh... <laughs> Okay. I love it. More of that. More of that, listener. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, okay, so we did Reminds that. me of the old Carl Childers days when you used to get those funny email or Oh, my voices. God. I forgot that existed. Yeah, like the Sling Blade guy, right? Wow. <laughs> yeah. How did I remember that name? I don't remember. I don't know, that's but that's, job. wow, that's old. Okay. Um, and yeah. it's not even that old. I didn't even know he was sick. Okay, so uh, we got the run sheet here. What are we doing next? Oh, yeah. For once, we get to do SmackDown next because it actually happened before Rampage. And I'll do this one. This is SmackDown Live from Ohio State University right by Larry's house. 
Um, oh boy. Or where he used to live before he took his vacation in the Netherlands and Tilly's. Um, when I was a kid, <laughs> I used to think it was the Netherlands and Tilly's. Like and to, Tilly's. Yes. I've been to Tilly's. It's a great place. Exactly. Like so, good chicken wings. I, they do. They're great. Um, I can't even remember the last time they played the intro to SmackDown. Do you know why? Oh, I was going to ask you yeah. about that. Yeah, like a year. Do you know why? Because no. it's that means that they have nothing and the show is going to be complete filler. <laughs> and they're like, we got to stretch out an extra minute and a half. How do we do that? The intro. That's it. Oh, it's the new version of the intro, but it's still horrible. Same song still sucks. They still they still ask us if we're ready for a good time. I'm still waiting for one because we're not getting <laughs> it from them. You're still ready. <laughs> I'm still ready. Always ready. Tonight, it's Riddle and Nakamura against the Usos for the titles. Why is this not on pay-per-view? Right. Do you know? Uh, because it's not going to happen. It's not going to be a title change. I don't know. That's a good point. <clears throat> and then a six-pack challenge to decide who will face Ronda also not at the pay-per-view. <laughs> Nope. And then that would have okay, made sense. Do you understand this? When they show that the, the all six women on the screen, football head yells, "That's ha- that's happening too." What does that mean? <laughs> oh, he means I know he he's what an idiot. He's talking about the the six pack challenge on Raw where Naomi and Sasha walked out. Oh, oh no. Why would you mention that? He was the one who was sort of neutral in the whole thing. Yeah, yeah now he's saying that match might not happen because two of these women might walk out. So, Is he uh, kissing Vince's butt when he says that? Oh, he that always doing? does. He always does. Oh, football head. He's the worst. Come on. N- New Day out and Football Head has to explain how to spell Ohio to everyone. I was going to ask you, why is the crowd chanting I-O-O-H? Larry I-O-O-H. said... Oh, that's H. funny. Larry says that that's what you yell out the window or something. I remember that. Yeah. If you yell OH out the window, people will respond with the other. Yeah, I don't believe two him. letters. Yeah. Can they only spell four letter words in Ohio or can they do? They know a lot of four letter words in Ohio. Yes. So <laughs> Kofi makes fun of the name Brawling Brutes because that's what you want to do when you just make a new faction name. You just want to make fun of it. It's, it's mm-hmm. a dumb name. Yeah. It sounds like a cereal. Like Fruit Brute or something. Right. Or like Brawling uh, Buddies. Even. Brawling Buddies, yeah. Drew McIntyre comes out. He says hi to Big E and says he will send nudes of himself to him or something. I don't know what he was talking about. So mm, ignore that. Yeah. A lot of bad, a lot of, lot of just stuff that shouldn't be on TV here. Um, no four-year-old girl should be watching this show. No, especially not Dax's daughter. Um he says he's going to win the title at Hassel at the Castle in September. And then all the dirt sheets post that he challenged Roman Reigns. Did you ever hear him challenge Roman Reigns? I never heard him say Roman Reigns' name. Because how can you when there'll be title defenses before that? Yeah. That would make well, no true. sense to to call. And Money in the Bank's before that. You could have a whole new champion by then. Right. So doesn't make any sense if roman shows up to anywhere if he shows up i don't want this anymore though this is basically just they keep talking and talking in the ring this is a house show on tv and not in a good way yeah with dirty jokes and that's all it is yeah and they give him they give drew a present it's stupid whatever seamus and friends come out and they say fight night a bunch of times and butch attacks Mm -hmm. new day so and by the way 
Xavier Woods tweeted, this is week 14 of us fighting against the, the brutes. Great. Why, why would you call attention that to that? Mm-hmm. Drew Day versus Brawling Brutes. It's a rematch from last week. Yuck. This match is made more painful by all the stupid things that Football Head says. I'm just trying to ignore him, but he is the worst. And he says, Drew called out Roman Reigns. No, he never did. That never yeah. happened. So yeah. Ridge drops Kofi outside the ring like an idiot. He drops him almost on his head like he did with Big E. Yeah, let's kill some more people. Why are we doing that? Bitter end on Woods, Brutes win, and Drew looks mad because he's on a team of losers. So, way to challenge, way to say, I want the world title, and then lose your match. Good one. Yeah. Yep. Going down in the rankings. He did. Backstage interview with Riddle and Nakamura. By the way, they didn't say Nakabroa, so we had to watch all of this SmackDown. Yeah, we're hoping yeah. that this Friday they say Nakabroa, but I think that tag team's dead. I think this this is it. I think it's dead. Yeah, yeah. it's gone. Um, Riddle says Nakamura is no Randy. Why would you say that? Because <sighs> you want to build camaraderie with your new partner. That's that you're gonna. Well, I guess he knew that this at the end of the night. This that's the end of this he team. Saw the script. Yeah. <laughs> and we're still doing the Orton's career is over story, and we that continues on Raw. So. It does, yeah. yeah. Backstage, Adam Pierce, copy paste part three. Max Dupree comes in, and he found a client, but we can't find out who it is until next week. Oh my God! So we got to have next yeah. part four next week. So boy, this this the slow burn has really got me fascinated. It's just Mansoor, right? I think so. Who else okay. could it be? Nobody. Uh, Cole coming back from injury or anything? I don't know. He getting called up or anything? No. Cole says the pay-per-view is exclusively on Peacock, except I'm on Sling and I see it and it's $45. You could buy it on pay-per-view if you were a moron. Wow. So it's not, he doesn't know what exclusive is. But WWE, do they ever know what exclusive means? Like ever? They don't even know what next means. That's a good point. Los Lotharios kiss Cam and they finally move the woman to a different spot for the first time. (laughs) I was really paying attention to it this time because you called it out. I'm like, okay, I'm looking right at the spot where she'll be. Finally. They they heard you say that. So they they did. And by the way, football heads favorite sandwich is a bread sandwich and I hate him. So there you go. Larry probably likes it more now. Maybe. Umberto against gender with Shanky. Oh my God, it's Uh-oh. reset every week. Jinder's with Shanky. Why? Remember when they broke up twice? Yes. Can you understand this yes. one? Cole says Jinder looks like he was just an extra in a Star Wars film. Oh boy. Do you know what that means? <laughs> no. I don't either. I didn't. Does that mean... I don't know what that means. I can't figure it out. I rewound it. I looked it looks at the like trunks. an alien. Does it mean? Nope. That, I have no he, idea. Is he picking on that one scene where the two women kiss in the movie? Is he making fun of that? What's, I, don't, I don't understand I what no this idea. is. I don't know. Shanky dances and then Jinder gets rolled up, but the ref's distracted. So this time Umberto gets mad and he gets rolled up. So Jinder wins the match. So Shanky dances with Samantha Irvin and she dances too this time. And Jinder right. and Shanky are still together after they broke up. It looked up like Jinder was maybe thinking about dancing for a little bit there. So are we doing something with that or no? Nah. 
I mean, it's not beyond gender. He was in the three-man band or whatever that was. That's a good point, but I don't know. It's this Whatever this is, it's a dead end. No one cares about this. Yeah, so. No one does. No. Six-pack challenge. Ronda is on commentary. Robo pass. Pro- Aw. Raquel, <laughs> Shotzi, Aaliyah, who's locked in her locker room but gets out right away, Shayna <sighs> Baszler, Zia Lee, and Natalia. Can you believe... Just- that this is Zia Lee's second match ever on SmackDown. Can I just take a pill that causes me to pass out for the rest of the show, please? <laughs> you already watched it. It's too late. Oh, you're right. Can I take a pill that makes me forget? Yes. What was that called? Spent? When Bojack takes those on Arrested Development, Forget Me Nows or whatever. Yeah, you can take that. Okay. So cool. I'll order those. Z- Zia Lee's second match in history. How is that possible? Yeah. I don't know. Cole calls Aaliyah. Why is a camera operator getting locked in the locker room with Aaliyah? Yeah, that is weird, isn't it? Very strange. Oh, by the way, her At name's not Aaliyah. I mentioned it. I know. Cole calls her Aaliyah and Aaliyah. What? You know, it's bad when football head has to correct you with a name. He's like, you mean Aaliyah? Yeah. This match is stupid. Natalia steals a win. So we get Natalia awesome. versus Ronda, and it's going to be free on SmackDown. I don't want to pay for it. So I don't. Sure. That's true. Ronda laughs because Natalia's a joke, and Football Head calls yep. Natalia a Hall of Famer, and I hate him. Mm-hmm. How is Natalia a Hall yep. of Famer? She has all the Guinness Book of World Records. That's not a Hall of Famer. Okay. WWE doesn't know what exclusive means, and they show a clip of Corbin saying he's going to murder Mad Cat Moss, but it's exclusive, but yet it's on SmackDown. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah. An ambulance and shows up. He's been living in yeah. an ambulance for a week. He, or three right, because an ambulance shows up, and look, Drew McIntyre pops out. Oh, it's Mad Cat Moss. What have <laughs> they done? Wow. Now, how, I want to see the inside of the ambulance. I want to see what his setup is. Does he have like a, a cot? Does he have his record player he in was, there? He was glamping. Is you know, he got his magic cards? Is he, What's he been doing in there for three weeks? Magic. It's magic. Madcap cards. Yes. Yeah. Now we get Lacey Evans is an uneducated hick video package. Oh, oh wait. Did I say that? Goodness. Yes, I did. Next week on SmackDown. What? Remember when she was going to be on Raw and then she didn't show up on Raw and now she's on SmackDown? I don't understand this. Can we just put her on, what, NXT Dark Elevation? Can we just shove her there somewhere? Sure. Let's do that. There's a new NXT show that's like only on TikTok or something. I can't make this up. No. I swear that's real. Is it the mixed tag match tournament? No, no, it's something. No, it's not even. No, it's something else. Um. Oh, look! I don't want it. No, nobody wants it. New entrance in generic black trunks. Mad Cat Moss comes out. He gets on the mic and he says, "When I got chair trophy necked, it killed Mad Cat Moss. Mad Cap is gone and dead and buried." Well, then why is his name still Mad Cat Moss? I don't know. 
Because he's got the monogram the towels and he can't. Ah, that's it. That's yeah. it. He can't get the, he can't get. No and ones. you know how you have the return labels on your envelopes? You got to use that's them true. up. That's true. You got to use them up first. Then he could change right. his name later. He wants to fight Corbin now. So Happy Corbin comes out and he says, no, I don't want to wrestle you. And Adam Pierce comes out and he says, too bad. You have to wrestle. So it's Madcap against Corbin. The match is like a minute and Madcap uses a chair and gets disqualified. That was awesome. That was wow. so great to My watch. favorite match was 30 seconds. Um, Madcap kills Corbin with a chair and tries to break his neck with some steps and officials come out and yeah, he's dead or whatever. Yeah. Yay. Hmm. USA. Maybe the steps oh, thing wait, was no, on the later. pay-per-view. I'm misremembering <laughs> this. Whatever. He doesn't get to break his neck here. That's right. I'm thinking of Sunday. Backstage USA. Backstage interview with the Usos. And they're playing the balladeers and they're talking about the Mad Cat Moss and Corbin stuff. Why are they doing that? I honestly, I couldn't understand a thing they said. I don't understand when they talk. I, it's, I get every third word. I don't know what they're saying. They're, they're very dumb. It's really strange. Corbin is leaving backstage and Adam Pierce says, you guys can have a no holds barred match at the pay-per-view. And football moron mentions, he's like, Oh, SmackDown's on the card now. Why would you mention that there's only one SmackDown match on the whole card? <laughs> I, and he's whatever. not even going to be there. He takes the night off anyway. Oh, of course he does. <laughs> Next week, Ricochet against Gunter for the title. So Ricochet smiles. Sorry, Ricochet. Yeah, Ricochet's dead. Yeah. Ricochet smiles and says he's going to retain, and Gunter says he's going to win the title. Whatever. Main event, tag title match. Nakamura and Riddle against the Usos. Super RKO. Riddle's going to win, but Roman Reigns music plays and the Usos win. And it's Sami Zayn in the truck. And he's like, ha ha ha, I did it. What a dumb SmackDown. Gosh, that was horrible. (laughs) It's not good. Very low quality. This time the Usos saved Sami after Riddle attacked him. So maybe they like him after all. I don't know. It's not I don't a, think so. I don't think we were supposed show. to see that part. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm trying to pretend I didn't see any of the parts on any of that show. Yeah, I know. It's very sad. Wow. That was a go-home show, wasn't it? It sure was. And it sure didn't seem like it. Mm. Yeah. It booked Maybe one match. Maybe the pay-per-view will be great. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. But first, before the pay-per-view, we've got to do one-hour rampage. Always an easy watch. It's live from you mean Ontario. We don't have a, a stack of emails for SmackDown? I have none. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Continue, please. It's okay. <laughs> Rampage was live from Ontario, but not that Ontario. Lucha Bros no. against the Young Bucks. Adam Cole is on commentary. And yeah, this match is just free on a Friday night. Just free. Oh the Lucha Brothers against the Young Bucks. Here, here you go. It's just free. It's as great as you'd think. It's basically insanity, the match. I can't even keep track of all the things that happened. No. But wow, is it good. Jurassic kids in the Hardys are watching. And the Bucks mm-hmm. use the Melter driver and they can't even win with that. So they have to cheat and they rip off Penta's oh. mask. And then oh. give while he's covering his face, they do the BTE trigger to Phoenix. And the Bucks win. But watch this match. Wow, this was exciting. Yeah, yeah it was good. Yeah, very really fun. Good. Friday night match. It's like you watch SmackDown and you want to like fall asleep and then you watch this and you're like, oh my God, I forgot there's good wrestling on tonight. This show was so hot right from the start. I mean, as soon as the cameras turn on, the freaking crowd is just going crazy because they know they're going to get a show that's worth driving to. Yep. Yeah. 
and it was live tonight, so mm-hmm. that even makes it better. So, yeah. um, Hardcore Hobbler and Starks against Already in the Ring Jobber <laughs> City. I never oh, even got their names. Don't even they know. They never they said their names. Nope. They never said. They I don't do that in there. AEW, but here we go. They did it. So oh. Earlier today, Team Taz says they will win, and that video is playing late, so we missed the finish of the match. Yeah. Also, if you rewind, it took the ref forever to count. He was like waiting for the video to end before he started counting. That was so <laughs> weird. So it was like a seven count. And uh, Hobbs funny. and Starks win. One of the commentaries said, yeah, the video was longer than the match. Jericho said that, which was not true, but that's close. It was, it was yeah. pretty funny. So Kira Hogan comes out with the baddies. Earlier today, Stokely Hathaway oh, says that Kira Hogan's going to win. Sure she is. Yep, that makes right. sense. Kira against Athena. And Athena has, she's wearing retractable wings. So they're yeah, like electronic me- mechanical wings. So. Just came from the uh, the electronic music festival thing. Of course she did. Red Velvet cheats twice, and the second time leads to Botch City in the ring. But Athena looked pretty yeah. good in the match. Um, Kira's tights are so far up her butt, it's like she's not wearing anything. Boy, are they. Wow. Swan, it's hard for me to watch the other parts of the match. I know. It's, it's very distracting. Swan diving cutter and Athena wins, so they can't call it the eclipse anymore because she's not a moon anymore. Mm. So it's swan diving right. cutter. Please, That's please come up with a name. Swan diving cut. That's too. You can't have a. It's too much. Just give me a give me a quick name for it. Well, they'll get mm-hmm. one. Now we get a yeah. House of Black video with Julia Hart, and she cannot act. So I hope this works. Nope. Right. You know, on that women's match, I do want to mention they gave that match a lot of time, which I was happy to see on a one-hour show. They gave it, you know, longer than what we're used to seeing. They did, match. but a lot of it was just Red Velvet cheating and crap happening outside the yeah. ring. So, but Athena, like right. I said, she looked pretty good. Um, okay, here we go. This is the big moment. CM Punk comes out and he looks like a sad, drugged out hound dog that hasn't slept yep. since the 80s. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, that's right. It's a good explanation. It's like a cartoon <laughs> dog. Like with baggy, I don't know. But anyway, he acts like he's retiring and he won't get to the point. Oh my God, Uh get to the point. Hey guys, I'm here. Oh, I didn't want to let you up. Are you sick of me yet? Oh, this. I told you I'd be here and I do these things. He says, I need surgery. And a couple of things are broken. But the biggest thing is my heart. What a D-bag. No, that was horrible. We already had that line earlier in a different show. We did, but this one, I don't know. More confusing rambling than the point. Here's the point. He says, I told Tony Khan, I will relinquish the title. Tony said, no, I don't want you to do that. You're the champion. More rambling and no explanation as to what this means. He goes, no. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be the best for you. Like what? You just very, said you're very you're, unclear. You're getting surgery, but you're not giving up the title. And then to make it worse, Jericho says, CM Punk had to relinquish the title. And we go to break. Yeah. Which means yeah. that idiot Jericho wasn't even listening. He wasn't in on it. Yeah, he had, he thought he knew the scoop, but he didn't. He's just I don't know, making what up part stuff of on the fly. I want to relinquish the title, but Tony won't let me. Makes Jericho think of the the title's relinquished. I don't. 
whatever. I don't know. He heard the word relinquish and he just yeah. ran with it. Well, they're going to try to undo it in the main event. So we'll see. So Mark Henry. So okay. that basically was just CM Punk just crying in front of the crowd and never told us any information. So, no, yeah, he was going to, for the heartstrings, you know, saying I got good news and bad news and all that. But he never said anything like this is a bump in the road. But what does that yep. mean? All we know, know is he's still champ. That's all we know. Oh, and he's getting surgery. So we know two things, but that doesn't tell us anything about the state of the title. So we'll find out in a little bit. Mark Henry split screen time. It's Dante Martin with Matt Seidel on the left and Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, Dan Lambert on the right. But enough talk. They do their gimmicks and enough talk. It's time for the main event. TNT title match. Dante Martin versus Scorpio Sky. Sadly, they give this match about five minutes if you don't count the commercial. So that's sad. But yeah, it's sad. Good while it lasts. Um, Excalibur, though, says, Okay, I'm being told by Tony Khan that on Dynamite, there's a battle royal to kick off the show. And look, there's Dan Lambert doing this. And Jericho goes, Yeah, and the main event. He's like trying to lead him, reading off a piece of paper. It sure doesn't sound like Tony just told you this. And Excalibur goes, Excalibur goes Right, in the main event, the winner faces Moxley. Number one contender Moxley. Wait, how is he not what? And the winner of that goes to Forbidden Door to compete for the interim championship. And CM Punk did not relinquish the title. And Punk will face that winner to decide the real champion somewhere down the road. Oh my yeah. God. It's getting real convoluted now. What did he just say? And all this while the action's going on. So these poor main eventers basically got ripped off. Dante deserves yeah. a rematch, number one, because he just does. He get, needs more time. And two, because yeah. they talked all over his match and never actually talked about the match until the end. So TKO, right. Dante loses, Scorpio retains. But oh my God. Now let me make this even more complicated because... right. We don't even know who the winner will even of that battle royal that beats Moxley or what doesn't beat Moxley or maybe Moxley will even face at Forbidden Door because at New Japan Dominion, it's Tanahashi against Goto for some reason, which is the stupidest match I could think of. And and and, and a big neon sign telling you who's gonna win. And the winner of that will face either Moxley or or the person that wins the battle royal. And then the winner of that will face CM Punk down the road. This is too much. Yeah, It's like be TNA levels of... And they'll have a, f- a yeah. fake belt. This is TNA levels of f- convoluted nonsense. Yeah, I, I would, I'm not a fan of this. I don't want an interim champion. Just have CM Punk relinquish and then tell him when you're back, you get the first shot somewhere down the line to recapture it. I and can only assume TK done done. just doesn't want that... He doesn't want that weird like little starry thing as they call it as grandpa monster used to racist grandpa monster used to call it by his name he wants punk to have one title run and not a broken title run get on the magic train kids Ooh, (laughs) hi you kids it's me your friend grandpa Ooh, got a lot of stories to tell but you can join the junior vampires of america club let me tell you how to do it you just have to call 1-900 junior vampire and kids, you don't have to get your parents' permission. Just do it anyway. And if just one nine hundred junior vampire, ooh, and if you guess what, you don't have to spell the word junior out on your phone. You could just press J R 
period. And if you don't have a period on your phone, you can use the little starry thing. <laughs> That's it. Awesome. We got the oh. extended version that time. We I did. Think. That was the complete yeah. edition. So, yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. This 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 title is is jacked up and. Going back to New Japan, of all the people in New Japan who should be in line for this, it's not Goto. <laughs> no! It's not Goto. If we had a ranking system in New Japan, he would not be top <laughs> Goto, 20. Goto would be like, right, like like 23rd right now. So that's not yeah. good. Oh, he just dropped oh, yeah, down to 25 while we were talking. <sighs> okay. All right, so we expect over the next month a bunch of convoluted garbage to get to an interim champion who will fight CM Punk when he's fixed. Correct. And by fixed, we mean like he goes to the vet and they chop off his parts. Okay, so. Thanks. Yes. Now we're going to read some emails. We have some Rampage emails, but we also have a Forbidden Door in New Japan email. The Unmasked Masked Man writes in, and maybe you can help answer this, okay? Oh, boy. All right. To the wonderful people that make my ear holes happy. Thank you. Thanks to you and your wonderful work. Oh, thank you. I only watch AEW. I can listen to your reviews about WWE instead of watching it. But, for I'm sorry, Forbidden Door is coming up and a lot of New Japan talent I've only ever heard referenced on this show. I feel a little out of the loop when it comes to how big these matches should be. If it's not so much trouble... Would you be able to do a quick breakdown of some of the guys and maybe recommend a match to watch? I've seen Jeff Cobb, but only as Matanza. I've never seen Okan or Tanahashi. If you, um, yeah, so that's it. So thank you, Unmasked Masked Man. Okay, so my recommendation for Jeff Cobb is what, two uh, Wrestle Kingdoms ago? Look up Jeff Cobb versus Shingo Takagi, right? When you say that's the one to watch? Yeah, that's a, that was that was a good one. He Love had it. a few in the G1 too, didn't he? And that's the thing. Any anytime yeah. Jeff Cobb wrestled Okada, watch that. Anytime yeah. and then with Okan and Tanahashi, there's so many good Tanahashi versus Okada matches. There's Tanahashi versus Kota Ibushi. There's Great Okan versus Tanahashi. Great Okan versus Okada. So any of those matches if you take all th- really good. yeah and the thing is if you want to just make it really simple i mean the you, the best match you'll see is probably Cobb versus Shingo but if you just want to watch any of those guys you named against Okada you will get a good match so yeah that's true okada is kind of like the the automatic wild card good match kind of like the way Kenny Omega has correct been. if like it's if a if Kenny Omega a match, match with Okada it's yeah, right it's and gonna, and it's gonna be good yeah against somebody you never heard of watch it because you'll like it um but the other thing is i'm sorry i said maybe you'll answer it but i just answered it so what if what, that's fine the only thing i would add to that is okay so what about okab and i'm sorry okab what about okan and cob yeah tag team? I, and, and also exactly if you want to see more more recent stuff where okan is even better i would say actually okan versus zach saber i really liked Oh, that's yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. so, cause that's so different. And then that, that was during a moment when Okan was trying to match the styles of his opponents. Right. It was very um, cool. That was really good. That was yeah. in the, was that the G1 where he was doing that? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Check out the, o- the Okan matches from the G1 versus Zack Sabre Jr. And, uh, who else did he, did he fight Tanahashi there too? 
Um, I can't remember all the matches, but he had a lot of good ones. So yes, we would recommend seeing those. Um, so do that. And then there you go. There's plenty. (laughs) Yeah. That'll keep you busy. Yeah. And that's a recommendation for anybody. Um, general, uh, rampage, uh, lunatic mainstream writes in to whoever is showing up to work today. So Joe (laughs) and others, I just watched punk's title abeyance speech but it's not see that's the thing it's so confusing well i can't imagine this was a planned situation with punk having to forfeit the title no of course not he broke his foot or something this sure does support the storyline that hangman was right the whole time punk only mentioned moxley and bryanson as people who could take his place no mention of the man he beat also this could tie into the MJF work shoot. If either are correct, Tony Khan's ability to adapt is unprecedented. Fraternally, fraternally yours, Lunatic Mainstream. Yeah, this is not... Nice. The punk thing is just adapting on the fly, and that's why we're getting this convoluted interim thing. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I agree with you. I also wish Punk would have mentioned some other wrestlers um, other than just uh, Moxley and WWE Brian. guys. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah. I know that was a little that was a little weird, but um, I didn't even say that part because Punk just rambled on forever. Uh, Ian writes in and says uh, they say a week is a long time in politics, and it's nothing compared to wrestling. I'm writing this on Saturday. <laughs> One week ago, Hangman was champ. Okay. Punk was healthy. Wardlow was not all elite, and MJF wasn't threatening to leave. Seven days later, that's all changed. I feel sorry for Punk getting injured at a time like this and sorry for AEW for having to deal with a having to deal with a huge change to their title picture right after a huge change to their title picture. Exactly. Yeah. I commend them on how fast they've moved so so far, how fast they've moved so far in making something exciting for fans in the form of the interim title, even if Jericho did say twice Punk was relinquishing the belt. I think yeah. there's a way to do something really interesting here, something genuinely daring, which would shake things up. I know what he's going to say. Um, and preserve the stories we've already four. established. <laughs> would you say WrestleMania 4? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got to do my Jack Tunney impression. Um, Hulk Hogan is not the WWF champion. Furthermore, uh, Andre the Giant is not the WWF champion. We'll be having a tournament to WrestleMania 4 to decide the new. And then I got, um, if you got WWF magazine, yeah. it accidentally said that Macho Man was the champ before. I did. And I had that issue and I had it ahead of time. And I was like, what do you mean Macho Man's a champion? Isn't that weird? What, what? And I was so confused by that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So anyway, back to this. So he says, um, I think there's a way. Oh yeah. I think there's a way to do something, shake things up. Not WrestleMania four, put the interim title on Hiroshi (laughs) Tanahashi. Okay. Oh, okay. I have no problem with that. Tanahashi was meant to be facing punk. The problem is then they'd have to keep him on AEW because whoever's your interim champion want on AEW every week. I don't know if they could do that. Tanahashi was meant to be facing punk at forbidden door. Yeah. Yep. I think it's just going to be Moxley. Tanahashi's going to be in the G1, too, so he can't hang around. 
That's the other problem. He also has an ongoing feud with John Moxley. So let's combine these two and have Moxley beat the Royal Battle Royal winner and have Tana beat Goto at Dominion, have the two of them face off of Forbidden Door, have Tanahashi win. I just think if it's Moxley against Tanahashi, Moxley's winning. That's all. Um, it Probably. removes the risk. I like Tanahashi as champion. I'd love to see that. Oh, I would, I would yeah. love it too. I just don't think that that's their plan. But who knows? Maybe. Yeah. It removes the risk of Could the title good looking. prestige to that title. True. Yeah. Second best, it stops anyone thinking the title holder isn't a real champ. And most importantly, it reestablishes Punk versus Tanahashi, which you could now have it all out if Punk is better by then. It adds prestige to a New Japan star, gives a whole host of chances for guys to have great matches, and it all costs... And it, all it costs from AEW is to borrow Tanahashi for a few months. After a stormy week, AEW is in chaos. Who better than Canyon? No, to right the ship than the ace of the universe. <laughs> Ian, thank you, yeah. Smart Wrestling fans. Yes, um, uh, you are right. Yeah. I would love it. I wish they would. I like that, Ian. Thanks. Yeah. But don't forget, what if it's not Moxley or Tanahashi? What if it's the Battle Royal winner? <laughs> I just know that Moxley. Do you think anybody in this battle royal is going to beat Moxley? No, especially because okay, we didn't talk about this. Hangman Page is not in the battle royal. They form a why? Because he's facing Finley in a garbage match. Are you kidding? That's that's just ridiculous. What? That sounds dumb. How far? Look how far he's fallen in just a week. I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, emails anymore? No, I think we got them. I think we did it. Uh, emails. I like some of those thoughts that we got there. Those are good things. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to do the pay per view though, because this is just everyone's yeah. waiting to hear our review because of the whole Cody yeah, thing. So let's talk about it. Right. This awesome pay per view. This is hell in, hell in a cell, <laughs> not hell in the no, cell. No, there's no the. Uh, Half the roster thinks it is, but it's okay. Six, Let me tell you five, one thing. I d- I'm sorry, before you start, one thing about the That's pre-show, fine. because I only watched like two minutes of it, and it was the perfect two minutes. So they play that MVP video that's been all over the internet, the the rapping thing uh, oh, about um, one, yeah. Lashley. And then yeah. Booker T tells the panel, that's called a diss track. So Patrick Irishman, thinking he might have said dish track because it sounded like that, says, how do you spell that book? And we know Booker can't read or spell. So guess what happens? He deadpan just stares him in the eye and then goes, D. He never says the rest of it. Kayla has to cut in and go, dis track. (laughs) He could not even spell the word dis. I want this to be a recurring segment in it WWE is, program where people ask is. If you to go spell. back and watch all those Raw pre-shows, when Raw had a pre-show, there are 700 examples that Booker T cannot read. And I feel bad <laughs> because I don't want to make fun of a man that can't read, but Booker's no, also no. a real jerk in real life. So maybe I don't care as much. So I, oh man, it's well, rough. And I mean, Maybe I'm being insensitive or wrong about this, but uh, he could take the time and learn to read, couldn't he? He could, but I don't. Unless he's got think some huge disability or something. I, I don't know. I didn't want to talk about being dyslexic. I don't know. Yeah. No, I have no idea. Uh, funny anyway. I don't I don't mind laughing at that a little bit. It's I can't funny. believe it. He was like, he stared at him and he was like, D. And that was it. 
So far, so good. He could not figure it out. Wow. Mm-hmm. Man. That happened, everybody. And I turned it on at that exact moment. Good for you. Good. Yeah. That was the only two minutes that was probably worthy of it. I I didn't watch any of the pre-show. Good. I'm proud of that. Fact. No matches, no nothing, just garbage. So. Yeah. So this is June 5th. We're in the Allstate Arena in Chicago, Illinois. And my first question is, is the crowd going to chant for CM Punk tonight? Um, the answer is yes, probably. Will WWE try to mute it with fake crowd noise? The answer is probably yes there, yeah. too. So mm-hmm. who knows? I never heard any CM Punk chants, but it doesn't mean they didn't happen. Yeah. Um, now, I missed the first eight minutes of the show because I was getting dinner ready, but I didn't miss anything. Because we get a 10-minute recap oh, for the women's so title. many video packages. Oh, my God. So I, I, I took my chances, and it paid off there. I didn't have to watch that. So match number one is a triple threat match for the Raw Women's Championship. And we're going to have challengers Becky Lynch and Asuka versus Bianca Belair. Now, Becky comes out in a, a, a costume I didn't recognize. Is it some kind of anime thing? Uh, it looks like a metallic know. black peacock, but I didn't know what it was. She's always some kind of like so, 1970s sci-fi person. I have no idea. Yeah. If you guys got this and know, is it gotcha man? Is it, I don't know. If you know what it is, let, let us know. Cause I'm seriously curious. I don't think it's anything. And I'm too lazy to look it up. No. Uh, Bianca comes out and she looks like she's suffering from bubonic plague on her lips yeah, um, I didn't. Okay, bad I understand they were trying to make cool makeup on her lips, but it just looked like she had some kind of disease. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, bad makeup choices there. Yep. Uh, I like it when she has the real sparkly lipstick. Right. So but this looked that. like maybe if she had her mouth closed that it said something or something, but you couldn't tell. So it looked maybe, like she yeah. just like bit her lip a hundred times or something. It looked bad. Right. It looked like she like was maybe sucking on the mascara stick. Or she was eating leeches. Like. There. That's like the other side of cupping. (laughs) Yeah, she didn't do the cupping. She did lip leeches. Yeah. So there you go. All right, enough of the fashion. Uh, We get into the match, and Becky uh, does a draping leg drop to Bianca off the the, uh, middle rope, I think. Gets a two count from there. Then a a leg drop from the top rope from Becky, another two count. Asuka goes on some kind of fury rage with tons of spinning back fists and kicks and a German suplex. It looked really good. It started to hype up the crowd uh, when she did that. Um, uh, the beginning of this match really isn't a triple threat match. It's more like, you know, knock one competitor out of the ring so that the other two can just I mean, that's basically all, match. isn't that almost all WWE triple threat matches anyway? Almost, yeah. But but to be fair, midway through, it gets better, and all three start fighting in the ring. So I started to really get behind this match. Yeah. Uh, Bianca goes on a nice roll. She gets control. Uh, we see <clears throat> Becky and Bianca in the corner, and then Asuka performs uh, two lung blowers. I think that's what those were. Yeah. Uh, we get Asuka then putting on the double ankle locks to both of the competitors, so mm-hmm. that was neat. Becky goes for to disarm her, and uh, Bianca just sort of stands up with it and tries to do the KOD. Uh, Becky grabs the ropes with her hands to get out of that. Uh, then we get a manhandle slam from Becky, which is really a rock bottom with a different name. Yes. Um, but Asuka breaks up the pin. Uh, after some other roll-up attempts, we get an Asuka lock to Becky. Bianca's out on the floor. So, wow, is Asuka really going to win this? No, she's not. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Bianca comes back in the ring. Becky hits the manhandle slam onto Asuka. And then Bianca throws Becky out of the ring using that's one of Becky's cheap moves, and so Bianca uses it. Uh, and then Os- uh, then Be- uh, I'm sorry, then Bianca covers Oscar 
one, two, three. Ooh. Bianca retains. I didn't like that at all. Not. No. No. I wasn't really why? surprised by it. Yeah. Why would she? That's a very healy thing to do for a very facey character. That's real weird to steal the win without actually doing any moves. Oh. Yeah. I don't the like crowd that. loves it because, you know, they're so down on Becky. They're like, you know, haha, serves you. Yeah. Right and that's funny for uh, Becky Lynch, but it seems not like what Bianca's character should be doing. That's all. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Well, if she finishes strong here, then where do you go from there? But this way you have Becky with heat on you and you can follow that up with a match later on. Yeah. So I was fine with it. I'd like this match. This was a really good match. This is the best women's match I've seen in WWE and... <laughs> I don't know how long, longer than I can remember. So you're not going to get a good one on Raw. I'll tell you that right now. Um, no, we're not. But this this was the second match, best match on the show because everything yep. you're going to talk about now up until the main event basically could have been Raw. It was, uh, yeah, Raw that you had to pay for. Yeah. So that was not the best. Yeah. Um, so good start. I I came into this kind of dreading the pay per view, and yeah, then this it was match exciting. Into it, I'm like, yeah. all right. I'm like, this is good. Are you uh-huh. going to surprise me tonight, WWE? Uh, well, yeah, in the first match, but then not so much later. Yeah. All right, so now we go backstage with with Omos, MVP, and Cedric the Alexander. Um, MVP tells Cedric that the Hurt Business is over. Aww. And there will never be an association uh, between them. Aww. And Omos says, soon you will not be here. Um, he does. And the Andre the Giant's Cedric out. Leaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get your hip hop video with MVP. Um, which this is so cheesy, though. The internet seemed to yeah. love it, but I guess it's because MVP is so he's so great at things. But his, I understand diss tracks don't have to be perfect or anything, but this was a mess. Yeah, I I'm don't not, know. I, yeah, I. It was like something he I made could, up in like twenty minutes, which is right. probably what he did. So. You should oh, have well. called Max Caster and asked for help. Yeah, I know. It's okay. I, I watched it. I don't have to see it again. No. Match number two. Speaking of not wanting to see again. Oh, God. This is Omos tagging with MVP in a handicap match. Is that even politically correct to say anymore? Or no? I don't know. It's but Yes, it's because, it's not, Bobby Lashley. because it's not as I thought when I was younger, a handicapped match. It's a handicap match. So that is okay <laughs> to say. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Like golf. You have a handicap in golf. Yeah. I think. Now, while I'm watching this, my wife was also watching this, humoring me, and she gives me the Wikipedia report on Omos and his uh, acromegaly. Um, uh, apparently, Omos had a brain tumor. Yes. Yeah. He had a brain tumor removed Correct. from his nose at one point. Yep. So that was already more interesting this, than this match. Yeah. It's not going to be a great match, and I hope it's a quick one. And Oof. fortunately, it is. Outside the ring, Omos bulldozes Lashley through a fake barricade mm-hmm. that falls over like a, a card house. Yeah. Um, we get a spear to MVP. Oops. Uh, and then Cedric the Alexander comes down oh. to the ring for some reason. He gets up on the apron. Uh, something happens to him. Uh, Lashley spears Omos. And then we get a full Nelson applied to MVP and he taps out. Except. And that was dumb. That was illegal. He put the move on in the ropes. You can't do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the refs are stooges, so whatever. He just allowed it. Stupid. 
the ref hated this match too, and he just wanted he wanted out. I think so. Um, Did you see after the match? So Lashley's in all four. He goes up to all four corners, and he does the belt yeah. thing on. He's like, "Look, I'm going to be a champion. I'm going to be a champion." And I'm thinking, yeah. "What title are you even talking about? What Who in knows? the world title?" And then so know. he's doing that, and then all of a sudden he goes into the crowd and grabs right. a WWE title, and I was like. What you first of all, you can't even just go for the WWE title. I don't think they're unified, but it, what who knows? This doesn't seem real. And then we find out on Raw, oh, it's not real. He probably should have grabbed a different title from the crowd, but no one had that specific title in the crowd. Yeah, so there we go. Yeah. I don't think he had time to go window shopping in the crowd, he just grabbed yeah. a title. Now, I did, I think I did see an IWGP title in the crowd at one point. During oh, really? The night. Okay, um. Yeah, I think a fan had one of those, so that was kind of neat. Um, and then another fan had uh, a different title. What was it? I can't remember. But yeah, so anyway, yeah, he thinks he's going for a title next. Yeah, we'll see. So, I don't know. Money in the bank. Might have read the script. Who knows? Next, we learn that Cody has suffered a partial pectoral tear. And then today, while working out this morning, he tore the whole thing straight off the bone. So what is his status? Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Match number three. This is going to be Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel. Wow, this is just raw. Why? Yeah. This is not anything. This feud is dumb. But I really I like pretty much anything KO does. So it's I'm, very you know, it's a very entertaining story. Yeah. But the match, yeah. I don't care about the match at all. No, it doesn't matter. The story is more fun than the match. Yeah. And they know that. And that's why they give us a really long recap of the story before yep, we even get Because that's to the, the best part. So, and then you watch the match and you're yeah. like, is it over yet? Yeah, right. Uh, we get a high knee, a super elbow, one, two, no. Uh, Ezekiel's head hits the post and he gets a teeny tiny cut on his temple. And so the camera has to zoom in on it like it's some kind and of a hardcore match. This is weird, though, because the referees are instructed. It is absolutely you have to go in your pocket and put your gloves on when that happens. Yep. This ref yep. goes for her gloves and then goes, nah, and doesn't even put them on. Nah. What? Yep. I even that was weird. That. I said to my wife, oh, look, he's got a little cut. She's going to put the gloves on. Yeah, and she changed her mind. I've never seen somebody change their mind. <laughs> oh, what happens next? Tornado DDT from KO. That gets a two count. Get another high knee. And then Ezekiel goes up to the ropes and super uh, KO just super kicks him twice. Yeah. We get a cannonball, a stunner. One, two, three, KO wins. Wow. What was the point? I don't know. It was an okay match, but it just wasn't interesting to me. It's just raw. That's the problem. It was a raw match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, another match that we get to see. That I had no desire to see ever. Yeah. This is a six person mixed tag match. So another match now, where here, here's my opinion. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Mixed tag matches are the worst. They're yes. The worst. And the reason I think they're the worst is you should never be forced to tag out just because your opponent does. Correct. So That's you can dumb. totally manipulate the match by doing that if this was real. Yeah. Well, obviously it's not, so it doesn't matter as much, but it still kills any momentum that's happening. It's dumb, yeah. And, and all it does to me is it underlines uh, inequality, I guess, between men and women. And I don't, I don't want. Well, that and I also don't I like that my... the women are allowed to beat up the men. Not that I want to see the men beat up right. the women. I don't. But I just 
don't no. it's just stupid right if if men and women aren't equal then don't put them in the same match yeah. that's all i'm saying um I, I think i've said it before it's why i like lucha underground so much is men and women were in the same match and we can we can be in the wrestling world and, and just take it for what it is and enjoy it. I know. Watch them do moves on each other. So, uh, but here we just got all the stigma attached to it. So I hate it. I hate it. And I hate it. Here we go. Judgment day. They get introduced and they rip off house of black with their entrance. Oh, it's stupid. Um, yeah. Live and Rhea fight for a bit. And then AJ tags in. So now Damien has to come in and they uh. fight. Then Finn Balor fights Damien. And none of this match is good yet. Edge comes in and he punches and kicks. Damien comes in and he punches and kicks. Mm. Punch and kick and punch and kick and kick and punch and kick. This is a boring match. This would be on Raw, Throw but Edge away. doesn't wrestle on Raw. So there you go. Yeah, right. AJ tags in and he gets to fight Edge. So that looks interesting. But no, here comes Rhea. She interferes. Mm. Uh, we get a phenomenal forearm, which is nice. And then Damien pulls AJ out of the ring. Rhea and Liv tag in again, and I don't want to see them. And then Liv tags in Finn. Uh, all of the good guys do planches to the Judgment Day. Liv almost died trying to do it, but Rhea caught her. Thank you, Rhea. Yeah, and Liv and always does living. those kinds of dives where if there was no one there, she'd be abs- instantly killed. Yeah. She would have died, yeah. She did not make it over the rope. She was going to take no. a header, and Rhea stepped forward and caught her. Yep. And it looked horrible, but thank you for doing it, Rhea. We don't want to see people dying on TV. No. Um, Rhea interferes with Finn on the top rope. We get a choke slam by Damien. And now, for some reason, AJ Styles is just bleeding a ton from his head. Yeah, I don't know where that happened. I had never, was it when it wasn't when he jumped over? I, no I don't idea. know when he just bleeding. And there's a ton of blood on the floor, and the crowd is sort of staring at it. And I'm trying to figure it out, but then I realize I don't care. Um, so we get a sling blade. And a shotgun drop kick by Finn Balor to Edge. He climbs to the top and Rhea distracts him. Spear from Edge, one, two, three, Judgment Day wins. Okay. Boom. Garbage. Yeah. It's, it, it exists. Let's go backstage. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Lashley tells Cedric that he's proud of him. But hey, Cedric, don't ever mess with another Lashley mash again. Okay. I don't know why I called him Lashley, but that's who he is now to me. Yeah. Like a latchly key kid. <laughs> match number five. Ooh, goody. No holds barred match. Those are oh, always fun. Good God. Oh, it's Madcap versus Happy Corbin. Never mind. Uh, and at this point, I miss, I remember, I missed Baron Corbin's belly button mouth. I, I loved that. And it's gone. We never <laughs> I forgot about that. that. It was a lot of fun. Good news, though, Joe. There's no football head tonight. I know. Uh, he's So we don't have to hear him, but it doesn't matter. It wouldn't have made anything worse or better. Oh, and it would have made it. It would have made it worse. So that's okay. I guess it could have. Yeah, we get a commercial here for NFTs, and those are dumb. <laughs> and now we fight outside the ring. Corbin and Madcap hit each other with chairs. We get a drop toe hold to Happy face first on a chair. Happy gets in a deep six, and then he wedges that chair in the corner between the turnbuckles, so you know he's the one who's going to eat it. Yep. Show sure enough, he does. Madcap throws Happy's head through the chair. More chair shots. DDT to Happy's face in a chair. Happy does some shot blocks, and then he chair necks Madcap on the announce table. So, oh, his injured neck. Will he survive? Oh, my God, barbecue hat. No. 
Happy brings the steel steps into the ring, leans them up against the corner. And then Madcap grabs Happy and does a really weak fallaway slam to Happy on the steel steps. Just barely like bounces off it. It should have looked better than it did. It didn't look good. Uh, And then he hits the punchline, which I think was his finishing move. Yep. Um, but instead of going for the pin, Madcap now says, I'm going to do worse to you because it's time for revenge. So he puts the chair around Happy's neck, grabs the ring steps, smashes him on the chair. Happy's neck is broken and Madcap wins one, two, three. Oh boy. And it really looked nasty. It did. Yeah. So Happy gets stretchered out of the arena. He gets to live in the ambulance for three weeks now and play Magic the Gathering and, and watch yep. um, YouTube or whatever. Maybe. there. Okay, all right. That wasn't the worst, but it wasn't really worth. It was. It was fine. It was fine. It, it was very. It, it was there. How about that? But it was fine. Not really problematic at all. Um, no. But you know, whatever. A little awkward, but you know, the rage took over Madcap. Mm-hmm. Rage Cap. That's fine. So he mm-hmm. he got his get backs. Okay, match number six. Here it is. It's a title match. <laughs> what a joke! It's for the United States Championship, uh. and it's. Austin Theory, or I guess he's just called Theory now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's the champion against Mustafa, 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 Ali, um, Linum, Linum, exactly. uh, Tommaso, Tomato, Gargano. Mm-hmm. Ali is wearing his Chicago gear tonight, and he comes to the ring, <laughs> and his music sounds like a 1980s beatbox sample. It's pretty stinky. Um, yeah. I don't know if my TV just wasn't picking up the the full range but no it's, it's just, just horrible that's his music that's it yeah, like what i is expected that? the fat boys to come out and start rapping to it it was really <laughs> very we bad. should start singing those songs right now <laughs> no we got copyrights to uh, oh, i'm sorry all right all, ali dominates early mm-hmm. and theory just keeps mm-hmm. running away from him mm-hmm. um it's a <laughs> it's a decent match. It's got its share of botches, though. So if you're yeah. looking for perfection, this is not your place to bookmark. The commentary calls one of these moves a modified Spanish fly, but it was really just a botched yeah, Spanish fly. It was stupid. Oh, my God. That's like in the, the, the previous Whenever match. You, they were like, Madcap yeah. going for a neckbreaker of sorts. You mean the punchline, his finisher? Yes. That's yes. And also whenever someone botches a move, you just call it modified yep. and then you can cover for it. Or what a maneuver. Yeah. What a maneuver. STF from Ollie. Theory gets to the ropes. Uh, Ollie tries a 450 splash, but that misses. Theory chop blocks Ollie's knee and then Theory does his finishing move, whatever it's called. Um, and one, two, three, Theory wins and defends and retains. Yeah. Those things. Wow. What a shock. Yeah. No shock. I didn't like that match. It was too botchy for me. Um, so, yuck. I'm just sad because that's it for Ali now. That's it. He's got nothing. Yeah. That was his Remember whole story. He was going to be world champion. Yep. Now he's nothing. And then he got sick or something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Been... I remember. Now, online, on, on the Facebook group and other places, people were really giving this pay-per-view a lot of praise. Like, that was a great pay-per-view. That was all those um, matches were solid. Yeah, I mean, I guess because yeah. they thought it would be nothing. So they would just, you know, it was better than nothing. Gotcha. But again, yeah. for me, this is two matches. It's the opener and the end, and that's it. And yeah. everything in between could have been on Raw or SmackDown, and you wouldn't even notice it existed. Yeah, I think so, too. 
But let's talk about this last match because boy, was this a one to remember. Wow. You, um, if you watch the, this match, you will never, ever, ever forget this match. This is kind of amazing. This is the kind of match that makes your career. It, it goes on your highlight tape and all that. And then people talk about it. Remember that time when you saw Cody this Rhodes? This is with almost Mick dude? Foley falling off the, the cell. It's yeah, almost that. But yeah. That's, that's a good way to kind of rank it. It's right there. Um, yeah, this is your hell in a cell match. Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. <laughs> I said Seth is wearing the other half of Becky's robe because it's this weird black robe that I couldn't make out. Right. But he doesn't wear it for very long. He takes it off and, oh, he's wearing the American Dream Dusty Road polka dog. <laughs> that was church. great. It's true. I said too bad Sapphire is here. Um, but no, she's not here because she died like 25 years well, ago. Well, that's what I thought he was wearing is Sapphire's outfit before he took off the, the robe. I thought that was Sapphire's. Oh, I, I swear well, it was. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of dead, look at Cody's right peck. Boy. Oh, that thing's purple, boy. Purple, purple. If yeah. you didn't see this, I highly recommend watching this match. But if you're squeamish, maybe you shouldn't watch the match. Yeah. Look at a screenshot of it. Just look up Cody's peck and you'll see it. And imagine, and yeah, Um, if you can tolerate watching a whole match of this and just worrying about Cody for 20 minutes, then go for it. uh, Yeah. You know, at the very beginning, I thought, okay, is this, is this a work? Are they just making, uh, putting the makeup on and. Oh God, no. uh, No, this was pretty. This is quite, quite disgusting. And this is as real and disgusting as it gets. And there's two schools of thought here. One is. But it, it's the same. It's the same thing. Of bravery is right next to stupidity, and yes. hero is right next to moron. And <laughs> it's just that's how it works. It's it's right. is what is Cody? Is Cody the just a, a genius and a and a brave man for putting his life on the line like this? Because it's not like he went in there with a concussion or something and wrestled. He went in there with a torn muscle. And a visible torn muscle that was disgusting looking. And he did a match. Now, should he have done that? Maybe not. But if he does it, and then he somehow doesn't die in surgery from a blood clot, then guess what? He's going to come out of this a freaking hero. And no one will ever forget this match. So, is he a genius or is he an idiot? It's it's up to you to decide. I'm, I'm, I'm risking some health to get that legacy status. And that's the and thing. That's remember in AEW, remember his match against Andrade where he was going to burn himself alive so the yep. fans would cheer for him. So he's, yeah, he's willing to do anything. He took that header on the, the serrated steel uh, ramp. Oh, so many things he did that were really ridiculous. Badly. Yeah. And that's why I'm thinking, okay, maybe this wasn't real because I know Cody has he kind of like does that sort of stuff. But no, this was super duper real. Yeah. And like you said, it was if you don't like looking at purple people. This if you don't like don't watching watch someone bruise and get worse throughout the match, then do not watch this. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they, I suppose maybe they could have taped him up for to make him a little more safe, but then it would have covered up all the grossness. No, it wouldn't matter. I don't just, think that would make a difference. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. All right, here we go. Seth gets the upper hand, and he's he now starts putting on Cody's robe. Uh, he whips Cody really nastily with the polka dot weight belt. Oh, my God. And that leaves a mark sh- straight around his arm, right on the wound, and it just yeah. reddens him up. 
it, it's disgusting. He's just going for it here. You know, he's already dead. Let's just kill him real good. Um, <clears throat> he puts Cody on the table. Seth is going to splash Cody through the table, but Cody moves and Seth splashed the table by himself. Cody goes under the ring and look what he finds. It's a, a duffel bag. And in there is a bull rope with a cowbell. Oh so, my God. Okay, and it looked have... like that's probably from Cody's house. That looked old. Yeah. So maybe it isn't. Yeah. Maybe it is. I don't know. But boy, oh boy, all of a sudden, a bull rope match breaks out in the middle of the cell. Pretty cool. Let's just layer on the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Cody attaches it to his arm. He throws the other half to Seth. And Seth is like, okay, let's I do love this. it. So he does. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Seth. Uh, at, during some point, I think the bell slices open Seth's left arm. So now he's bleeding a little mm. bit. Um, Cody smacks Seth with the cowbell. <laughs> and you can hear it. It goes gong. And it yeah. was just, it was really funny. It was classic it, Dusty reminded Rhodes. Me yeah. of the, mm-hmm. It reminded me of the Vince McMahon taking the, the, oh, the, bedpan. the bedpan to the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Good stuff. Seth smashes Cody into the pole. Ow, every time Cody gets hit oh, nasty. on that side of his body, it makes me uh, cringe and, and I get squeamish. Finally, they take the bull ropes off. They get back in the ring. Seth has brought in another table, so he leans it into the corner. Um, Cody hits the crossroads onto Seth, but it's only good for a two count. Ooh. Seth kicks out. Oh, wow, okay. And then Seth, oh man, he power bombs Cody through the table. That it's basically good. a buckle bomb That's, with a table. It's nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The buckle bomb. That was the thing that killed Finn Balor. Um, and here he is doing it to Cody. With and, the and Sting as well. Mm. And Sting, yeah. Uh, Seth goes under the ring, and oh, now he's got a sledgehammer. Oh, great. Um, he's going after Cody. Cody kicks Seth, so Seth drops the hammer. And then uh, they they tease a pedigree, but Cody reverses it and he puts the pedigree onto Seth. Wow, I was surprised that gets by that. Two count. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now Cody grabs the sledgehammer, and Seth runs away. Cody chases him, and Seth uh, curb stomps Cody. That gets a two count. So now they kicked out of each other's finishers here. Yep. Um, Seth tries for another curb stomp, but Cody dodges that. Seth puts the crossroads onto Cody. And then Cody doesn't even he snow sells it. He gets yeah. I don't know what that was. I thought at first he blocked it, but when I watched, I watched the match twice, by the way, because I watched it today. Also, I watched it yesterday and today, um, and it was really good the second time. So I do recommend people if you didn't see this paper, you watch this match. If you have Peacock, it's on there. You could just watch this match alone. Um, But I recommend it, and I couldn't figure out what, how, why, why, and how Cody no sold that crossroads. Maybe it was just the adrenaline of all the things. I, I assume so, but even the commentators were like, what? What happened? Yeah. Yeah. So Cody immediately puts the crossroads onto Seth. Um, uh, they're both dead in the ring now. Cody then collapses at that point. And now they're both crawling for the sledgehammer. They both see it. The camera does a good yeah. job of sort of framing it. Um, uh, Cody grabs it first. He tries to pick it up, but his arm is totally dead. He can't lift it. Instead, he um, crossroads Seth two times now. And then Cody grabs the sledgehammer, clocks Seth in the head with it. Ouch. One, two, three. Cody wins. Very, very good. Great match. That was a good match. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm happy to say that this pay-per-view ended really strongly. Sure did. Um, 
that would have been a good match even without the injury angle, but that just added to it. Oh, this that the the thing is that match would have just been oh, it's their third match, but with the injury, it's going to make him a freaking superhero if he can survive this. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So you know, like you said, Cody's going into surgery Wednesday or Thursday, whatever yep. it might be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more on Raw. Um, but man, oh boy, what's next for him? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um, there was nothing really in this card that surprised me tonight. Uh, you know, nothing shocked me. No, everything no... pretty much happened the way you'd think it would happen. Yeah. Yeah. No turns. No. Nope. No, no title changes. No nothing. Really. Yeah. yeah. So all, all in all, I didn't like the pay per view, but I did like the first match, and I really liked the last. match. I thought it was worth uh, it. I would just just for those two matches, but mm. sure, yeah, mm. yeah. I'll just cut out the middle middle meat. That's true. Get rid of it. Um, cut it in half and double it. So before we get to Raw, we're going to do a funny thing for you, and we're going to play the main event game. What matches <laughs> were taped before Raw for main event? Go. Now, you think I know who the Raw people are. But I it's funny, though. I know less about the Raw people. I know. Okay. All right. Do I get to ask yes or no questions at least? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, were any of them in the 24-7 flurry? Yes. On Raw. Uh-huh. Uh, R-Truth. No. Good yes, T-Bone, T-Bar, T-Rex. Yes. What's his name? Yes, T-Bar. You got, see, you got T-bar. it on the second guess. Yeah, T-Bar. Who beat uh, T-Bar? Uh, Ricochet? No. Wrong uh, show, Larry. Wrong show. Dang it, Ricochet's on SmackDown, huh? <laughs> I thought he was on Raw. No. Um, who's on SmackDown? Uh, not is Cedric on SmackDown or Raw? Cedric was on uh, Raw because he's oh, on yeah, Raw. He got killed on Raw. Yeah, so yeah, so it so can't be Cedric. Good. It he could be a murdered, guy you. Yeah. It could be a guy you saw on Raw, but he would not have had a match on Raw. Um, the guy I saw on Raw that didn't have a match on Raw. Oh, I didn't say that. That's what it is. I said he. You could have seen him. In fact, you seen him. didn't okay. see him. Oh, great. That makes it even easier. You're supposed to say John um, Cena. Okay. So, um, oh, John Cena. Should I just tell you? You better just tell me. It's so it's sad. It's going to be more agonizing. Ali okay. beat T-Bar. So Ali. Ali goes from title match to main event. And not the real main event, oh. but the television show that no one watches main event. And that's like a day later. When is a day later? But this won't air till Thursday or Friday, so so we can pretend it's not a day later, but it still is. Okay, the other match. That's really sad. The other match. One of these guys Uh, may have seen both of these guys on Raw. So, what was this match? Um, let's see. Who did we see on Raw? It would have to be during like run-ins or backstage type things, correct? It was not backstage. It was both run-ins, I believe. And I didn't really pay attention because there was so much going on there on the run-ins. I didn't see all the people chasing the 24-7. Um, I mean, I did see T-Bar and I saw R-Truth. Um, but who else was in there? Uh, Alpha Academy? No, they're... No, they had a real match. Gable was, Gable was not in a match, but he was there. Um I think you should just tell me. Okay. I don't even know. This is this, this is almost as sad, but and maybe sadder. Okay. Chompy beat Reggie. Ugh. 
I don't even know who Reggie is. Reggie's the guy that does like, uh, he's Cirque du Soleil guy that had the 24-7 title for a long time. Was he the gay guy that they were trying to... Say is straight? Yes. He's like, I am am not gay. I want to marry the Dana Brooke, but only for her title. Like, yeah, it's a dumb story. Also, okay, so Chompy made an appearance on Raw. He did something dastardly. He did something stupid. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But how sad, I mean, well, Chompy's, unfortunately in real life, he's not that smart. He make he says a lot of dumb things. So I'm going to say that I, I, he's a disappointment to me, unfortunately, in real life. But he has to be rethinking this, getting called up to the main roster. And he's been totally botched since he got called up yeah i don't feel too sorry for him because all you have to do is look to see what they do with other people oh i know for you okay well that's main event no one cares about that yeah yeah should we do raw (laughs) you don't have any more emails for uh the pay-per-view no nobody emailed about the pay-per-view are you kidding me i'm being serious do you know why because only the hardcore people that, that wanted to see Cody and whatever, they're the only ones that watched it. I don't think anyone really watched that show. And then yeah. and then they tout on um, on Raw, it's the most watched sell pay-per-view yeah. ever or whatever. Well, yeah, compared to when you paid 50 bucks for it, of course, watching right. it on $4.99 Peacock, more people would watch it there, obviously. Right. So that's not really you know, bragging. Stats manipulation is a real thing. Yes. That's that. I mean, that's all they do in WWE. Yeah. So every every stat's fake. Um, okay, Raw live from Green Bay, Wisconsin, and this is fun. So for two weeks, we got the Cody clock, then we got the Usos clock. Now we have the Judgment Day clock. In one hour and fifty five minutes, we will find out who the newest member of Judgment Day is. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a fatal four-way to decide the number one contender of the Bianca's title at Money in the Bank. Well, to get a title match at Money in the Bank, I mean. And then Street Profits against the Usos in a championship contenders match. Yeah. Well, we'll get there. All these contenders matches that they're doing, they're getting on my nerves. They're horrendous. Contenders match. Well, wait. The the last, remember, the last three we watched ended in DQ. That the people got (laughs) the... And... Two out of three of them got the match via disqualification. And then for some reason, one of them, they just threw it out and didn't give them a title shot. So let's find out tonight what happens. So Cody comes out. He gets a thank you, Cody chant. He talks about his daughter that solved racism. So that's good. (laughs) I knew you were going to mention that. I love it. Oh, my God. He's like, my daughter. Remember, I had her and... She's half yeah. white and half black. She solved racism, everybody. And he says he's officially done with Seth Rollins. Oh, my God. That's a lie. He looks up in the sky and says, I'm banged up now. But if in four weeks I can climb a ladder and grab that briefcase down, I'm going to win money in the bank and become the unified champion. Okay. Yeah. Great. Okay. But Seth Rollins comes out and Jimmy calls Cody a coiled viper. No, you don't call oh, anybody. Yeah. But Orton a Viper, why you why? Why would you say that? Rollins Didn't says they do that before when they said um was it the Wolverine and they had to say no, he's not a Wolverine. That was um that was uh, football head called called Butch the Rabid Wolverine, as in the murder suicide Chris Benoit. Yeah. 
So that was good. <laughs> Oops. Yep. Seth Rollins. Running out of animals. I know. Seth Rollins says, I still do not like you, but after last night, you earned my respect, but I hate you. He says, Cody, you are the toughest person I've ever been in the ring with, and I'm being serious. And Rollins shakes Cody's hand and leaves, and mm-hmm. he says, the ghost of your father is proud of you. I saw him in the Jedi lounge. And then Cody, so Rollins, Rollins leaves, and Cody slowly walks up the ramp, so slow that yeah. you know exactly what's going to happen. But there was a clue before that. When they what was shook the clue? Hands, they shook hands left-handed. Oh, yeah. It well, never ends well when they shake. I know that, handed. but it was only because Cody's arm is broken. With his yeah. arm is ripped off his body. He didn't have a right arm. Um, And then, <laughs> so Rollins runs out with a sledgehammer and kills Cody. And then he rips <laughs> off Cody's shirt to, so the crowd can see the bruises. But I don't yeah. understand, like, this is going to be the thing that puts out Cody to the rumble or whatever, so we can get his surgery. But I don't understand... Yeah. Like how this was any worse than what happened last night to you? It's, I don't know. It's added on to it. You see, I don't know. Cody didn't get hit with a sledgehammer last night, so maybe that's part of it. I guess Cody's in he pain. Didn't sell it. That was the bad thing. I know. Cody's in pain. Medics come out. He refuses to let them stretcher him out, and he walks back on his own. So please don't be in money in the bank, Cody. Please go get your surgery and stay away until we'll rumble. Okay. Yeah, this should have been this should have been Cody knocked out unconscious. We're taking him to the hospital. That's what I he's think. Yeah, it's weird because he oh, walked out. Just... And again, he's a superhero now. But yeah, this means we're getting more Cody and Seth when Cody's healed. I, do we want that? Milk, 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 milk. Yeah. Why? We saw the end of the feud. Why do we need more? I don't know. I don't Is there anybody else? Maybe they don't have anybody else on the roster. And I guess, well, I guess the other thing you can do, if you still want The Rock to win the Royal Rumble, like the plan is right now, then oh, yeah. I guess you I guess you could have Seth Rollins win Money in the Bank and then have Cody come back and challenge him, like goad him into putting the briefcase in line. But that seems too predictable. No, that would be a waste. Well, WWE loves waste. So yeah, that's true. They do. They wasted three hours of my time tonight. No, it wasn't that bad. We could give the, the briefcase to Otis. That would be a great idea. They should, and then they should take it away in People's Court or whatever. Oh, uh, other Seth Rollins comes out. It's Becky Lynch. So <laughs> that's true. This is ridiculous. It's uh, Becky Lynch against. They actually say the words already in the ring. Dana Brooke. Yeah. Wow. Oh, when did it, she get there? When did she? I don't know. She just she just slunkered out under the ring or something, and oh. so the match starts and the twenty four seven goons come out. They run into the ring. Dana pins. This is I've, this is unprecedented. Dana pins yeah. Tazawa during her match. They ring the bell because <laughs> this is a different match. Dana right. wins the twenty four seven title. And then Becky grabs the microphone and says, no, no way. Nobody wins a title in my match except me. So restart the match for that piece of garbage title. And I thought, oh my God. I got the script earlier and it said 24-7 title match, Becky Lynch against Dana Brooke. And I was like, that can't be right. (laughs) 
I was like, that can't be right. How is that possible? I don't know. Well, now we find out how. Because when we come back from break, it's 24-7 title match. Becky Lynch against Dana Brooke. I don't know how this is real, but Asuka immediately comes out to interrupt. Dana almost wins by roll-up. And then I was like, well, the only two things can happen here. One, Becky wins the title and grabs that sledgehammer and destroys it. And they get rid of it. Or two, Mm Asuka's going to help Dana win. And sure enough, Asuka helps Dana win and holds down Becky's foot. So Dana wins there she can say she beat becky lynch it's a huge moment in her career even though it doesn't really count because oscar cheated so whatever i can't believe no one will ever remember it no one will ever remember it and i can't believe that we now have in history becky lynch went for the 24 7 title that's almost like i think it would have been more embarrassing if she would have won so maybe it's less embarrassing that she lost yeah is that sad yeah it's pretty sad it's it's sad Yes. Yeah. It was bad. At least it was only two minutes long. Yes. Yes. John Cena's 20th anniversary in WWE and Cena returns raw June 27th in Texas. So, oh boy, to start his feud with, by the way, Austin Theory. Woo. Can't wait for that. SummerSlam. John Cena. Austin Theory, U.S. title. Okay, Miz and Maurice come out from Miz TV. Do they are they allergic to wrestling matches in this first hour? Yes. Okay. They are very allergic to it. Miz wants to win and cash in Money in the Bank to break a record and be a three-time guy that does that. But he says this is our premiere party for the Miz and Mrs.'s shows. And Maurice is like, stick around for four or five hours of Raw and Miz and Mrs. And I'm like, nope, that's not happening. Maurice says, if you're the type of person who's going to stick around for three hours of Raw, then you may as well watch Miz and Mrs. I, we watched it and we're not watching Miz and Mrs. Because we have more important things to do like this show. (laughs) We had to. (laughs) I know. I know. Maurice says, this city sucks. So special guest Riddle comes out, but he interrupts them. And Miz tells Riddle, Randy Orton's career is over. He sucks. And Riddle's like, grr, don't make fun of Randy. And I am also getting sick of getting beat up by the bloodline. I would like to take the title from Roman Reigns and I will beat him or something. So now we have, we have Drew challenging a a mystery person for the universal title in (laughs) September. And we have Riddle challenging Reigns at question mark. So this is fun. Really fun. Riddle, there's all these jokes and Riddle wants to see Miz's crotch. And Maurice says, it's average size. Yes. And Miz says, no, no, it's not. And Maurice says, gigantic. And Riddle says, prove it. So he thinks Uh Miz is going to pull his pants down on TV. Wow. I wonder if they'll do that. Stay tuned. Maurice says, Miz will fight you, Riddle. And Miz says, no, I can't. I'm in a tuxedo. My favorite tuxedo. (laughs) Riddle gets attacked by No Direction Chompy, who just beat uh, Reggie on main event. I, whatever. Miz says, oh, now that you're beat up, I will wrestle you now. So when we come back from break, it's Miz against Riddle. Riddle rips Miz's pants off. Miz tries mm-hmm. to cheat, RKO, Riddle wins. So in the first hour of Raw, there was about four minutes of wrestling. 
Yeah, how is that possible? Four minutes and four minutes and twenty three seconds. How is that possible? Yeah. yeah, and fifteen minutes and forty five seconds of commercials. Yeah. So there you go. It's always 15, 20 minutes of commercials in the first hour. And if you don't count the video packages, or if you do count the video packages, oh my God, you could probably watch this this first hour on 30 minutes. So that's sad. Yeah, easy, easy. Yep. Street Profits against the Usos. It's a contenders match thing. I mm. thought something was wrong because this is Usos go outside the ring and stall. But while they're stalling, yeah. I'm like, oh, we're going to go to break. The commentators don't say a word and the Usos just stall. And I'm like... Do they think we're in break? Why is this match so slow? I don't want this. They say tonight, Bobby Lashley. Yes, he is on Raw. That's for sure. This match is slow. It feels like it goes on for hours. Um, Yeah. Two commercial breaks during Two commercial breaks. And don't forget, three championship contenders matches just ended in disqualification. Guess what happens in this one? Count out. (laughs) <laughs> why are the usos unpinnable what is wrong here they're just know, two the guys is so protected right but, now it's, okay it's they're horrible. protected but in a non-title match they should be getting pinned almost every time and then when it comes to the yeah. title match they always win what is so hard about this why is it a disqualification and a count out <sighs> i have no idea yeah i don't need to follow it it's yeah I don't know. So Riddle rushes in to mock the Usos after the Street Profits win by disqualification. And basically the commentators are like, they got their title match. First of all, first of all, the the contenders match thing, it's a possible shot at a title. It's not a number one contenders match. It's a championship contenders match, which is different. Second of all, we just watched Raquel Gonzalez Rodriguez do one of these matches and she won by DQ and didn't get anything for it. So why are we assuming that the Street Profits are getting a title shot here? Uh, I don't know. I don't like the contenders matches. I think they're dumb. They're dumb. And Just, the last four ended in disqualification or count out. Why do we have yeah. them if they don't even work? This, this count out, you know, they're kind of using that Kanemaru strategy where you beat the guy up and you jump in right yeah. at the last second. Um, but still, it's a count out. It's a garbage way to win. It's stupid. Lashley comes out. He wants to say a thing. It sounds like he's saying he wants to win money in the bank or challenge Roman Reigns, but we'll never know because theory interrupts. And Lashley Why? says, I don't know, because Lashley goes, hey, you put your title on the line against me. And theory goes, you don't deserve a shot, even though you beat Brock Lesnar, but you never beat me. And Lashley kicks him in the butt and theory tumbles out of the ring and that's the segment it was so dumb this is building a segment this is building a feud off of lashley was in the ring and theory said you're in the ring during my time that's it that's why there's a he said last uh theory said what how did you get permission to come out here and it's like i don't know that was on the run sheet so i have no idea how so dumb yeah it's really bad there's no how do you try negative amounts? They're trying negative amounts. Well, I know they write. are. Well, get guess what? Rematch time. Dominic against Veer. But first, oh, Veer boy. in a box says he's going to just kill Dominic again like he did last time. This match stinks. Like there's, again, like the Usos match, like there's something wrong because all it mm. is is Dominic running away. And then when he does try and do anything, it's all messed up. So... 
Yeah. It's run away, run away, commercial break. Oh, Veer attacks Ray so we can go to break. High five. So that's good. Yeah. And then Dominic goes for the true father splash and Veer kicks out at one. Oops. Yeah. Ray comes in, disqualification. Wh- really? We just had a count out. Disqualification. Oh, that's Thanks. That's a huge waste of time. It is. It is a really waste, big waste of time. Judgment Day comes out. Okay, so the here we go. It's the, the Judgment Day clock. And yeah. Damien Priest tries to speak and he can't. He botches all his lines. Yep. Then Edge says this really weird line, which I guess is foreshadowing or it's a mistake. He says, he grabs the mic and he goes, now the only adult in the room is going to speak. Yeah, that's wait. It was messed up because the crowd was wetting Damien and Rhea. Right. And so, so he means yeah. them in the crowd, but he it sounds like he means that these Judgment Day kids are like just kids. And it turns yeah. out that that's what it's going to be. But they did. That was an accident, I think. So yeah. Edge introduces the newest member of the Judgment Day. Guess who it is? It's Finn Balor. Just like we said. Right. I've been saying this for three months. Finn Balor. Yes, yeah. there he is. Yeah. So, but they got me because this, this is different. Balor says, I just saw the light last night in that match and I'm tired of not being myself and I'm tired of being told what to do. So I think this is the best fit for me. And Damien Priest goes, yeah. So now we're, all we have to do is one more thing. We just have to shed the last part of Judgment Day that's holding us back. And they look at Edge and they attack him. Yeah. And it's great because it's these kids that are like, yeah, we are the future. Why do we need that old guy over there? He right. figured he put the group together, but now that we're together, why do we need him? So they beat up edge. So we've turned edge face after a very short heel run. Okay. Ugh. Whatever. Yeah. But razor's edge to edge through the announce table. And then a cross face with the chair piece that they call the Glasgow smile, I guess. And Rhea almost hits Davari in the head with a chair because she's trying to keep the officials away. And then Damien Priest does a concerto to Edge. And he's that really annoying thing that Mad Cat Moss does where he just goes raw because he thinks that yelling raw is like going to make you a he thinks that that's what you need. To, like when people say you need to amplify your character and be known or be you know take advantage of these minutes that you have on TV and he thinks the answer is to go grr but it's not um, Madcap did the same thing Athena did the same thing on Rampage she just all of a sudden in the middle of the match rah that it sounds like you're just pretending don't do that right so there you go Edge is yeah, now so Edge will be gone until well, yeah to work yeah or yeah. whatever right Go back and be with the kids yeah. and the wife. And that's fine. But then he's going to have to come yeah. back with people to beat this Judgment Day up. So who's that going to be? Because yeah. it can't be. It's not Christian. And it's not Gangrel. AJ, maybe. And it's not. I guess he would have to be with a. He would have to bury the hatchet and team up with AJ Styles, I would think. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yuck. Yeah. I don't want to. Um, <laughs> Gangrel. Oh, my. I know. <laughs> Omos with MVP against Hardy in the ring. Where were you? How about those guys? The where were you guys? Could oh, it's Edge and Kurt Hawkins. I mean, uh, wow. Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. I called him Edge. 
Ed Zach Cook, and some writer. writer. Yes. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> where were you? Where were you? Where were you? Where were you? Omos with MVP against already in the ring Cedric. Guess what? Tree slam. Omos wins in like ten seconds. Now yeah, it gets weird. It was. it was ten seconds. It gets super weird. Exactly. The dirty dogs music plays, and I'm like, where have these idiots been? Dirty Dogs, Bobby Roode, and Dolph Ziggler come out and they go to an interview in the Sean Mooney position and Graves actually calls it Okerland position. So I thought that was funny. Um, we got the gorilla and now we got the Okerland. We do. Perfect. So all of a sudden, super kicked MVP and Dirty Dogs are like, let's get out of here. And they just run away. And then there's like Benny Hill and they get chased by Omas and MVP. So... Omos against the Dirty Dogs and singles matches and then a handicap match. Do you want that? Because I don't. No. That sounds really bad. So, no. Yuck. Yeah. This Raw is I have nothing to add to that. There's nothing to say. All I'm doing right now is thinking, where would the Fink position be? Uh, There isn't one. Right in the middle of the ring. Since... Since every week it's in honor of Fink, I'm wondering where his position is. Oh, that's only in Larry's mind. Um, Alpha Academy out. Oh, my God. There's so much filler on this Raw. Otis against Ezekiel. Is this a joke? Why? Why is this real? Ezekiel gets a fluke win. Who cares? So Ezekiel wants a rematch with Kevin Owens next week after botching some lines. Kevin Owens comes out. Mm -hmm. He says, I'll give you a rematch if you tell the truth that you're Elias. And Zeke says... So if I admit I'm Elias, then then I then I could have my match. And Owens is like, yes. So Zeke says, I admit it. My name's Elias. And Owens goes, I was right. You have your rematch. And Zeke goes, I lied. What? So he, stupid. He attacks Owens and runs away. And the commentators are like, that was so clever. No, that's like being <laughs> a that's a kindergarten maneuver. That's like, oh. Don't worry. I'm not going to just come over real close. I'm not going to punch you. I'm not going to, I'm not punch. Ah, just I, I tricked you. Really? That's yeah. the strategy he used. Then they make it dumber because Byron goes, I hope this match is made official. <laughs> I swear to God. Speaking all, of kindergarten. It's they're Byron. all idiots. I know Byron's five. Bianca Belair comes out on commentary and Jimmy says the edge was taken to a local medical facility and will be checked on because he got concertoed and his head fell off. So yeah. main event, fatal four way, number one contenders okay. match. Whoever wins this faces Bianca at money in the bank. Why would you want to be in this match? Let me, let me ask, let me tell you my strategy here or my thoughts. Okay. If you're in this match, that means you can't be in the Money in the Bank match. And you have to physically overtake Bianca Belair, which is almost impossible right now. Right, yeah. If you're in Money in the Bank, yeah, maybe you have worse odds of getting the briefcase, but at least once you get the briefcase, then you could cheat or something, excuse me, or wait till Bianca's at a disadvantage and then cash in. This yeah, is yeah. like a joke number one contenders match, especially because of who's in it. So, sure. Let's talk now, about if you lose yeah. this match, you can still be in Money in the Bank, though, right? Yes, but tonight's booking so, is so weird. This is the night where everyone should have been saying I'm going to win Money in the Bank, but yet, besides Cody, who's not even in Money in the Bank, 
No one said they're going to be in Money in the Bank. Miz, uh, Miz speculated, yeah. <laughs> but we don't even know if he, he just meant if I was in it, I'd break a record. Lashley right, yeah. got cut off, so he couldn't say anything. And not one woman said a word about Money in the Bank. And they all should have been pointing at that briefcase or don't hang it up there. Also, yeah. also did Zelina Vega and Carmella die? Because they haven't been on TV in like a month. Oh, yeah. So, Good point. Yeah. Anyway. And Money in the Bank is four weeks away, so correct. Uh, I mean, there's July second. Th- there's plenty of time to build this, but not one person tonight pointed at that thing and said, "I want that." No, no, not one person. Pretty bad. So, um, mm. it's Alexa Bliss against Dewdrop with Nikki Superhero almost against Liv Morgan against Rhea Ripley. So it's a four way match. Yeah. Um, I recommend watching this at least the beginning of it <laughs> to show how not to do a match because Liv and Rhea, they're acting like they're not on TV. They are pretending to hit each other. And I've never seen such bad play punches ever in my whole life. Yeah, this is, uh, I don't even know. I don't even know how to go on about this. There's even one punch that misses by a mile. And I think, Cole or somebody says couldn't have been Cole whoever was on the commentary said oh yeah it was glancing she didn't get all of that or whatever Mm -hmm. they usually say and it's just uh, it was was bad this match stunk it was in slow motion it was embarrassing it should not happen it was sad and Alexa Bliss is yelling out moves talking about Rhea Ripley the whole time they're just saying Rhea Ripley Rhea Ripley it's basically the Rhea Ripley story that group was made more powerful earlier. The problem with this is if Rhea Ripley wins this match and then loses to Bianca, Judgment Day is a joke. Rhea Ripley even said that she was made stronger by that group. She has since been, since since she's been in that group, lost to Liv Morgan in a singles match. Yeah. I don't know what to say. And Damian Priest never even wrestles. So yeah, except on the pay-per-view. Um, so Bliss is yelling out moves right into the camera. She's telling Rhea to choke slam her or grab her neck. The crowd is dead. It's a match. Rhea wins. Then Edge's music plays. You hear, you you never did. And the commentators are confused because it's like, what, is Edge coming back out? No, Balor and Priest show up. So they still have Edge talking at the beginning of the music. I understand they're not going to have brand new music all of a sudden in the show. But play the song from like the middle or something. Yeah. Why are we playing the beginning part with Edge? That was really weird, and the commentators were like, "What is happening?" It's just lazy. It's it's, it's lazy. pretty lazy. Also, Rhea's graphic has the Edge E on it with the star around it, with the sun mm-hmm. around it. Yeah, if they change it next week, fine. But for now, I know it's just gotta, little little it. things like that. Like, I understand you wouldn't have a new graphic, but how about don't show that? Maybe, yeah. And why does Rhea still have her dumb stomp entrance like it's all theater? Uh Yeah. So, yeah, this this main event, I will be shocked if anyone kept this on because I want to see the numbers and I'll get them tomorrow um, and look at the quarter hours because I'm sure everyone tuned in for Cody and then they saw that clock. 
And now they were like, okay, who's in Judgment Day? So maybe they watched. But the thing is, when you tell them it's an hour and 55 minutes away, they can just set a reminder on their phone and then watch other shows. Then they're going to turn it back on or leave it on and not pay attention. But then they're going to watch at the 10 o'clock spot. They're going to see who's in the group. And once people attacked Edge, look at the rest of the show. Omos against Cedric. Otis against Ezekiel. Four-way with jobbers. There's no way anyone watched that third hour Raw. There's just no way. Not at all. Yeah, I'm curious to see the numbers uh, once they come out. Like yeah. Quarterlies, uh, just to see. The, the I can. After the, I uh, cannot. None of this had to do with Money in the Bank. I can't even imagine people caring after after Cody. I just can't. No. no so not really. Yeah. Speaking of numbers. Yeah. I did some calculating. Total match time during this three-hour RAW. Total okay. match time, thirty-two minutes flat. In three hours, wow. Yeah. Total commercial time, mm-hmm. fifty-five minutes thirty seconds. Yep, that's right. That's pretty gruesome. Yeah, it's almost an hour commercial. That's normal. Uh, and you're counting the I'm USA saying. bumpers and stuff, right? You're counting every commercial, right? Yeah, I'm going from commentator talking to commentator talking. Okay. So. If we come back, well, sometimes those are. In, I mean, some a, of those are in-house and they shouldn't count, but you can count them. I guess it's commercials, so yeah. you're right. You're right. Yeah. So, pretty horrible stuff. If so. you also don't watch the video packages that you've seen a million times, wow! Imagine how fast you can get through RAW—an hour and twenty minutes, maybe. Yeah. There's something to be said about recording this and watching it back. Yeah. So let me explain what I did. Right. So what I did was I had to go to the grocery store tonight and I was like, okay, so what I'll do is I'm going to start raw about 45 minutes in. And then that way I could just fast forward through the commercials and I should have waited even longer (laughs) because by the third hour I was caught up to real time and I wish that (laughs) I had more commercials to fast forward through. But yeah, it made my viewing a lot easier and it was still too long. Right. So I feel sorry yeah. for you who actually watched it in real time. So I was glad when you got caught up because then my misery got some company. So that was I know funny. that's always how that expensive. is. It's way better if you could talk about it while you're watching it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't usually do that. I usually just watch it live, but I was like, no, I need to go get some stuff. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm just going to wait. And then I was like, wow, I should have waited till like, eight o'clock to start instead yeah, that's of the perfect strategy yeah now you nine can o'clock just plan to start just like, okay, so how long can i stall before i have to start watching yeah and i can still get caught up by the end that's the and if you way to do it and if you can if you want to fast forward through commercials and video packages you actually can wait one hour into it and then you'll be you'll be in real time by the end how sad is yeah. that that's pretty pretty sad and you'll but... save an hour of your life like, absolutely do something Oof. else I was yeah. playing New Japan Strong Spirits during this Good. show, and I, I was trying to level up my Tanahashi. I never did get an S2 out of him, but that's just because I need to get him to four stars. I, I don't even understand how you're that. getting S2s. I don't think I ever got more than an S1. I got one S2. Who did I get? Let me look it up real quick. I don't have one. Um, I know yeah. that. Is it the Great Ocon? Is that who you have it with? No. <laughs> it's not the Great Ocon. Uh, you know, I finally got evil like yesterday or the day before. Oh, you did? Yeah, I just never had him. After all this time? Yeah, I remember you were looking for him. Yeah, and so I still don't. You can do 
you can do the evil move now. Right. I still don't have Okada. Maybe I have Okada now. Never mind. I still don't have somebody. Who is it? Kota Ibushi and Shingo. I don't have them. Okay. I'm still missing quite a few. But I got my um, uh, Will Ospreay to S2. Wow. Yeah, I sure didn't do that. I know that. It's the only one. They've been giving away a lot of free diamonds lately. So... Yeah, a lot of I got nine thousand. I'm saving it up for the next big push where I can get automatic. Uh, oh, that's good. Know, three star things. So I'm that's just saving good. them up so I can do the stages. Good. Uh, that's exciting. Yep. Okay. So, what's it going to take to get Larry to come back to this show, Joe? What's it going to take? I don't know. I was going to make it a do big surprise to... on show eight eight eight. Do you need to do a dance or something? What are you going to do? Uh, should I go out and? Buy a golden coffin for him? Or uh, a, he already has too a, many of those. Um, an LED stripper pole, maybe? Maybe. Um, how about a, a stand-up forklift with Getty Lee stickers all, all over All these things you're saying are things he already has or, or can use himself, so you, you're not helping. Flavorless rice cakes? Would that work? Mm, new, uh, <laughs> maybe a, a, a case of Schlitz? Would that do it? I don't What's think it that's gonna real. What's it going to take, Larry? Wow. <laughs> My God. Trying to think of things on Larry's wish list. Those all sound like great things. Laverne and Shirley? I don't know what's going on. Um, So, uh, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we can do. All right. We'll see. Yeah. Just give it some time. He's got to, yeah. He's got to get back from his, uh, whatever he's doing. So, all right. I think we're done here, though. Yeah. We're definitely done. (laughs) So, Thank you, Hamna Mahama, for this program, for watching all this garbage. Um, thank you, listeners. Don't forget to go to patreon.com slash smartwrestlingfan and sign up today and get all kinds of crazy content. And don't forget, you also get this show that we do every week for free. You get it first. You get to listen to it before anybody else. So usually we do the show right after Raw, and then we upload it, and you just you can have it right away. You don't have to wait. So it's worth it just for that, but also it helps support the show and helps us uh, stay afloat. Because if you don't, then next week we might just be gone. You think Larry's gone? Well, what if the whole show's not even here? So that's not good. So don't forget to call in 1-900-DUNYA-VAMPIRE. <laughs> Patreon.com slash SmartWrestlingFan. Um, but that's our show, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate it. Until next time, bye, everybody. <laughs>